Happy Friday. Happy weekend. This is the Comic Vine Podcast for the week of Friday, September 16th. I almost said April. Of course. <laughs> oh, why did I almost say April? I, I'm, I'm here with, uh, with uh, you know, the editor-in-chief of Comic Vine, you know. Tony, Tony Guerrero. You know. uh, Corey's back. Well, Hi, hey. Corey. And we have a special guest today. Yay. Sterling Gates. Yeah. Woo! Woo! That was loud. That was kind of. I just blew everyone's speakers. That's fine. Now people can't hear the rest of the podcast because their speakers are blown. Oh well. (laughs) Buy new speakers. Come back. It was our most downloaded podcast ever. So so (laughs) Sterling's in town and he was kind enough to say hey. Well, I begged him to stop in and he was like, oh, all right, sure, yeah. And then then when I I got here, she was like, please be on the podcast, please. Yeah, and then yeah, and we got some pizza. Carbs. Payment and pizza. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm carbed out. <laughs> yeah, so we're 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 good, and we're gonna talk about comics. So we should talk about uh, Hawk and Dove first. Yeah, this little book called <laughs> Hawk and Dove, Since written you by wrote some it. guy. <laughs> I did write that. Yeah. Yes. Hawk and Dove number one. So uh, let's 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 talk a little bit first about the reception of the book. Mm-hmm. Um, we liked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I liked it. Good. Um, I'm glad. I think it's fun. <laughs> yeah, like, it's okay. a lot of fun. Like I'm, I'm not a huge Liefeld fan, right. and and I think that there are people that agree with me. Okay, you know, whatever. Everyone sure. has is entitled to their own tastes, whatever. But um, I almost feel like you you wrote it with him in mind. Yep. Just because it's very um, bombastic. Yeah. It's well, a, yeah, yeah. It's just a lot so it's like of fun. In your face. Yeah. It's, like, it's it's a big and brash and bold. Uh, comic. It's it's Rob excels um, at drawing rock'em sock'em books, and so um, I set out to give him, and I've been setting out to give him in all all, all the scripts so far, like a very big, loud, fun superhero book. Um, there's, it's weird. The market right now, like fun, is considered a, a, a negative word in comics, but I, I really want to have like a, a superhero book that is fairly all ages uh, and can just be picked up pretty much by anybody and they kind of get the... That's what, like, the goal for number one was, can anybody pick this up and read it and put it down and know the basic characters and see them have a big action sequence that, you know, where they're marginally successful. So you kind of get the idea that, well, they're they're getting by as superheroes. Mm -hmm. They're not, they're not Superman. They're not perfect, but they're making it work. Um, like like Hawk like uh, on on that page like Hawk's line they can't all be winners like that really is sort of Hawk's approach and Dove is trying to make it make it work and and they're always sort of at odds and they're always trying to find a, a nice balance between uh, the two of them you know because they are the gods of uh, they are powered by the gods of war and peace so um, so yeah it, it was important to me to give Rob like to to really lean into Rob's strengths uh, uh, as an artist and. And give him stuff that I knew would excite him and make him get pumped to draw the book. Um, I, I always try to do that for for my art teams, like g- give them things that play to their strengths um, in, in as big a way as possible. So, like, if someone else was drawing this, you would have written things differently. It would have been a little different, yeah. Okay, here's a, like a kind of off topic question. So, like, when I turn a page here, we got this Lego two page at. <laughs> do you, do you do you know like? where the ad placements are going to be like okay after page seven no or they just do it it's not like okay 
Because I, I mean, is it usually I, in the I most no inappropriate uh, location? I mean, sometimes it is, or, or, or sometimes it, it can get really frustrating when I get my comps and I'm going through, and it's like, and the villain is, and then you turn the page, and it's it's Yoda, <laughs> <laughs> like, or, or Captain America selling yogurt, or Captain America, or, or, or Green Lantern with with milk or whatever, or like, Mass Effect, uh, or Swamp Thing, or any of the ads that are in that book. Like it, it can get really jarring, uh, even to me. So I I have no no real say. I, I wish I did. Well, hopefully, whoever is doing it is like actually reading and and not just say, "Okay, we're gonna every page seventeen. There's gonna be an ad and all the books." I honestly think that's how they do it. It might, be yeah. I think, actually, I, give I, me I think two the of ads books. I want to count pages. Well, I, I, I think the ads pay for. Mm-hmm. We want to be. We want placement up front or placement towards the back. Like I, I think there's some sort of say. Probably, I, I, I don't know. It, it can be very frustrating for me as someone writing these books to to flip a page and discover. A random ad where there should be a splash page reveal. Yeah. The only time we ever got to really control that was that we did this issue of Last Stand of New Krypton, mm-hmm. where, I think where we had where we had like four double page spreads up front, and so they had to force all the ads back um, to pages like ten or something. That's one way of doing it. So <laughs> now Hawk is younger here. Like, is he younger? I mean, to me, I get the because how old know, do you think he is? Well, now they're talking like, are you going to go back to college? So obviously he's college he's, age. Yeah, you know, early twenties. Okay, you know, like like it's possible he could be like twenty two, twenty three. You know, like he should have finished college, but he stopped to do the superhero thing. I think he's twenty five. Yeah, you know, I, I would say that's probably like the limit. And then Don, you know, because I always imagine like a bigger age difference between. I don't know I, much about um, Don and Holly. I didn't read a lot of them. You know, my Hawk and Dove is more original. Right. So I always kind of pictured them. Is more of a gap, but now it's like we're kind of seeing that you know that that gap, for, you know. And a lot of the characters have been de-aged, you know, yeah. like, like Dick Grayson and you know Bruce Wayne, you know. So we know that. So I, I know that was like a editorial. How dictator. old are they saying Dick Grayson is now? Twenty one ish. What? That's, okay. That that I think that's what what Kyle Higgins kind of said. It's like not a, he's not officially twenty one, but I think they're saying he's around there. Bruce is supposed to be like in his early early thirties, I guess, instead mm. of like thirty five. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, Barbara's. Just out of college, so she's probably like twenty-two. I don't know. If she, was she older than Dick? I think she was. She like, was supposed to be. Yeah, have been like a year or two older than. Yeah. Than yeah. Dick. She he was like sixteen and she was eighteen. It was mm. like that. Yeah. <laughs> he was on the Teen Titans and she was like a senator. Uh, like, Robin. <laughs> yeah. They were a little inconsistent that back yeah. in the day. I just remember like expecting Dick Grayson to at one point age past Bruce Wayne because they just kept aging him and they kept keeping Bruce Wayne. At Isn't the same that the age. weirdest thing? <laughs> it's the problem with doing. It's the problem with with superhero comics like that. Once you start aging characters, you you've got to really do it actively across the board, and it gets confusing and hard. And and you, do you want Dark Knight Returns Batman? You know, like it. it and some people do, I'm sure, but it it, it gets tough, uh, and and especially once you pick an age. Like I'm very conscious and careful not to say how old mm-hmm. Hawk uh, or Dove are, because I got in a lot of trouble with having with declaring Supergirl was 17. Like I got a <laughs> lot of bad stuff. Out but of she's that. really like 34. See, <laughs> but it's just because um, she was frozen, so she has the body of a. So right, but how do you age? Is it the age of your body, or is it the well, age of time around you? That's, and that's, in, that's, in Supergirl's case, it was the age of her body, and mentally and physically, she was seventeen, mm-hmm. though her body had been in existence in the universe. Because yeah, she was older than, than Clark, twenty years, or whatever. Yeah, it. it, it, it I, 
I had, I've had this argument like a hundred times. Like, <laughs> so I, I finally just put my foot down and said, look, in the origin box, Supergirl 17, period. Let's just, let's, let's, we've said she's a teenager, late teen years, and that's not really getting us anywhere. Like, let's just make the definitive statement and have her celebrate her 17th birthday. And so we, we did, and, and she was 17. Um, with Hawk and Dove, I'm purposely not saying a defined age. Like, I, I I, I don't want to say, yeah, he's he's 22 in three months, you know, like, or he's he's 20 in two months. Like, mm-hmm. I, I just don't want to do that. Like, part of if we're de-aging these characters, they should become ageless. Yep. Like, I don't want to look at Damian Wayne and say, okay, now he's 11. Oh, well, the next year comes, now he's 12, but Bruce is still 30. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, now he's 15, but Bruce is still 30. Yeah. Like, that's where you start to run into trouble with Yeah, because Tim with, Drake's been aging, like. Or he was aging. He was aging. Really I mean, he was fast. he was getting. I mean, because he was supposed to be in high school and he's getting older. And he dresses up as Batman and he looks like Batman, even though he's <laughs> still supposed to be a kid. And yeah, so that got a little crazy. So I, lifts. <laughs> so so to answer your question, uh, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> well, that's fine. I, I no, just yeah. I like how how angry he is all the time. He's he's an angry guy. And then without he's really angry, <laughs> he reminds me of my uncle. Especially with, with like, Liefeld drawing him. Because my uncle's, like, this really huge guy that's always got a gold chain, and he's from Staten Island. And so, like, like sort of, like, wants to be a Guido, but he's not. Like, I, I sorry if you're listening and you're a Guido. <laughs> anyway. Like, I'm not sure you need to apologize. Like, <laughs> Maybe you do. for that comment. Like, what? <laughs> Don't get mad at me, please. No offense. Please, I'm trying not to be is, offensive. Is that the, the no offense argument? We're... You no, I'm not when, like you I don't can think say what I, you want, but as long as you say no, no offense. offense. Like, no, I'm gonna, I hate I'm gonna, that. No offense. No. I'm about to insult. That's an no. ugly shirt, Tony. No I hate offense. That. No, listen. you have poor taste in t-shirts. No offense. I understand. I no. I mean, like I understand. I used a stereotype to describe Your someone. Uncle. My uncle. Someone who you love and who loves who you. I love. I love him. <laughs> Stop. Tony's making hand gestures at me. No, you're digging yourself deeper. No. <laughs> anyway, whatever. I love my uncle. He's awesome. But yeah, he reminds me of him because like he works out all the time and he's kind of angry. And it's great because I feel like I'm reading is your my uncle. uncle Duke so Nukem. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> Mine is that ugly haircut, uh. kind of, and the guns. <laughs> I so, like I like that haircut. Co- couple yeah. of shockers going back to um, Hawk and Dove. Yeah, so, revelations. One are they revelations? Um, well, one. Don apparently dyes her hair. She's not a natural blonde. <laughs> Why do you say that? Because of her eyebrows. She has dark eyebrows. You know, I, I never I, noticed. I've known that. girls with with natural blonde hair and dark eyebrows. I've never noticed about my wife. So he's like dyes her hair. He dyes her. Because you know that's the whole thing. You, you dye your, your hair. Your wife is mean. You know, no, you, you know, if you, Ooh, that girl. She dyes you, her you, hair. Because you know, whole thing. Okay, because that what your wife sounds no, like. Because <laughs> <laughs> my 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 Look wife. She, she used to dye her hair. <laughs> right. Sorry. My wife's from from Sweden. You know. Or, Sweden. Oh, look yeah. at her. She dies for hair. Well, thanks. Thanks for having me, guys. I'll see you later. <laughs> yeah, aren't you glad you're part of this now? But the, the thing is... Nobody get offended, please. Because my, my, my wife used to dye her hair blonde. No she's, 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 she's a brunette. She's a brown mm-hmm. hair. Sure. And she used to dye her But she doesn't... You know, Some people are like, oh, you should dye her hair back blonde. But she's like, but then you got the eyebrow thing and you got the upkeep and constantly and then you got to constantly dye your eyebrows. Well, see, but you don't want to do that. So Isn't it like dangerous to put... like? Product so close to your eyes. So why why was this a big revelation? You were going somewhere. No, that's there. not. Just, no, the other revelation. <laughs> second, okay, second to the whole thing besides the, the hair thing is um, I don't know if I should even hint to what she says here. Yeah, spoil it. 
It's been out a week. It's like halfway. So, so there, there's some through. connection even... that you know the whole thing is. I never told Hank this and that, and dun, dun, dun. what she you know she doesn't tell us what she didn't tell him, but because mm-hmm. so I'm I'm <laughs> getting from really this spoiler, that there's like right? some sort of connection here, which I didn't think there really was one. There's a reason she's deaf. Yeah, I but, love it. It's so cool. Which is I'm excited. It's not the nice. same. It's not really the same reason. You're making this up, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I am writing this. Yeah, yes, yeah. I mean this, this, this the story. Like, her, I'm her re, the, this revelation, this recent, <laughs> is 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 from your mind, right? It's not yes. something that, that that's what I'm saying. So this is a big revelation <laughs> that there's some. You're making it up. I am <laughs> making it up, yeah. and they're paying me to do that. So I think I think this is the documentary. Actually, it's from your foot. I think that's that's cool. It's not from my brain. It's from my hands mostly. That there is some connection here that we're gonna find. You know, so it's like that. Yeah, I think it's a. I'm glad you said that. I, I thought it was a neat little cliffhanger to end I like it. to end the issue. Like it's it's a far more emotional climax. Uh the the issue features a far more emotional climax than physical climax. Like I, I wanted to do um because the opening of the issue is so physical and so action oriented, I really wanted the ending of that issue to be uh, climactic both from Hank where Hank finally like like gets really pissed uh, and and smashes uh, the glass or whatever. And he's like, "What the, what the f? Like, why, why dad? Why, is why did she... Don have to die? Like, like, my like uh, <laughs> and, and 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 so he has like a climactic angry moment, and she has a climactic like sly moment because they, their personalities are so different. I wanted both of them to have this nice little emotional beat at the end of the issue, and then you cut to our introduction of of our first big villain uh condor mm-hmm. so and you wrote that dialogue yeah <laughs> that's that's the sound effect does the zombie talk i, I yeah I'll, I'll go through and do all the zombie talk if you if you like There's... oh boy <laughs> that, like, exclusive pe- people like people laughed about that line i was like i thought that was a pretty good like onomatopoeic version of me Shout out. Like you you have some choices to make. Here here's another okay. Which one's that? Yeah, I just did that one. (laughs) (laughs) I'm blowing speakers. These poor are best podcasts. Speakers and Do you hear these? Like do you say these to yourself while you're writing? Like do you start screaming? Zombie number one. Yeah. Do you know um do you know Robert E. Howard, the he he created Conan and Colin? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. There there's a movie um Mm, I can't remember what the movie is called, but there's a there's a biograph- biographical account of his life starring um, uh, Renee Zellweger for some reason. But <laughs> as a, Robert E. Howard, that's no, pretty weird. That is, she's the love interest whose name escapes me. Uh, but there's a scene Bridget in that Jones. movie where she goes to his house and she is knocking on the door and he's not answering. And so she goes around the back of the house because uh, she hears a noise. And as she gets closer, she can hear Robert E. Howard shouting. Uh, and she rounds the corner and looks in the window, and, and Robert E. Howard is writing a Conan story, and he sang all the lines uh, all the lines out loud. And he's, as Conan raised his sword high above his head, <laughs> and he's typing as he sang it, and he shouted, for Crumb! Like, and, and that struck me as so funny uh, when I saw this movie. And then I actually did research, and that's how Robert E. Howard wrote. He, he shouted every line Everything he ever wrote, he fucking uh, can I curse? Uh, uh, he he, uh, he, he <laughs> effing shouted, uh, and I thought that was so fun. Uh, and so when I do dialogue like "nyar," uh, which sounds like "schnarf" from Thundercats, um, uh, when I do a line like "nyar," I, I I shout it to see what it sounds like. And if yeah, I were a zombie coming up out of the reflecting pool in Washington, that's what I would shout. Snarf now is no longer annoying. 
That's do, you, do you watch the new Thundercats? Unpossible. Do you watch new Thundercats? I have not seen it. No. Um, Snarf doesn't is no longer speaking. Oh, no, that's Snarf, Snarf. That's a bummer. Poor Snarf. That was like my favorite thing. <laughs> but no, people hated Snarf. <laughs> people people hated him, but I loved him. Hate Snarf. My, my daughter really likes Snarf now. She thinks he's cute. She's. <laughs> Does he? So he doesn't say his name. I, like no, he doesn't. I thought he's, Pokemon he's stole that brilliantly. <laughs> like he's he's like a like a regular cat. That, he's a regular. He's under cat. Looks little cat cutie. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it was speaking of do you when you write your dialogue do you say it out loud? Yeah, yeah. Because I, I know I, I just I was, Dwayne Sorzinski was talking about that that you know he reads his dialogue out loud and you know he has worried when his wife and kids are hearing him like in the basement and he's like talking to himself and. You know, to make sure it doesn't, because you know, a lot of time we know comic book dialogue can be clunky, a little, little stilted, corny sometimes. <laughs> sure. You know, and so you had to imagine like, would people really say that? So, and yeah, I, I mean, I I tend to read most of my stuff out loud before I send it in, just to as a once over to make sure it's not. I mean, you you know when a line hits the wall and dies, like, so do you I, do the voices. Like, do you do different voices? I do voices. Time? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, the, the, you laugh, but I really do. No, don't take, don't take offense. Corey just laughs. Corey laughs at him. Yeah. Like, it's like, part of, like, his dialogue. It's like, actually one of the reasons why I was hired for this podcast, believe it or yeah, not. Yeah, because we, we don't want to have laugh tracks. Because I, mean, I, cause I like... Corey track. Because there's something really... Like, let me see the issue. Like, there's something to be said for writing this line versus saying out loud, like, you might smell bad to these people, but to me, you smell like dinner. You smell like <laughs> hawk and dove. Like, <laughs> spoiler, by the way, and it's not a spoiler. It's a line in a comic. Come on, like, there's something fun to be like had by saying that line out loud as you're writing it versus just typing it and sending it in. So, all right, what else do you want to say about Hawk and Dove? Like, second issue, first arc, where are we going? I'm not writing in arcs. Like, uh, I'm trying to break out of writing for part five of. Six. Oh, they don't. Like, they don't make you do that. It's like, well, we got the trade coming up, so we need you to do this nice little neat package and. They've not told me to do that yet. Um, yet. <laughs> uh, so I, I'm trying to be very conscious of each issue feels like its own little story, but you get a piece of a puzzle. That's for um, new readers. Yeah, and so I, I'm. I, so each issue, like I- issue two, is um, a, a, another big action piece, and then we go to the White House. Uh, issue three is the battle for the White House. Uh, issue four is called the interrogation. Uh, and issue five, I can't reveal the title of issue five yet because um, it, it has to do with what happens in issue four. Mm. But, um, you know, Dove dies. We're, uh, yeah, <laughs> issue, issue five is called Dove dies! <laughs> exclamation point. Um, but, I, you know, Rob and I are trying to, to, to do a, a, a kind of classic, fun superhero story. And, and he, he had thought of the idea of Condor and Swan when he was doing the book in the 80s, and so it, they were characters that he wanted to get back to and, and to do. Um, and so we're going to blow them up and blow them out and make them, make them hopefully big, exciting villains, and, and they, they have a plan, and, um, and they're creepy as hell. Uh, when you get to the end of 3, there's a revelation at the end of 3 that Rob's been talking about since I gave him the script because he thinks it's the creepiest thing that he's ever read. And it's rated T for wow. Teen. <laughs> it's rated T for teen. Yeah. And no, nobody gets their heads cut off or anything, so it's well, it's safely rated T for teen. What I think, I don't know if a lot of people realize, but wasn't like Hawk and Dove like Rob's like first one of his... Ro- first... It was it was Rob's first regular assignment. He did the miniseries yeah. um, back in 1988. He'd done, I think, some fill-in work here and there before that, and he'd done some pin-ups and some who's who entries or whatever, but Hawk and Dove uh, was his first, was how he broke into comics. Mm-hmm. 
And from that, I um, think it's really cool. Then from Hawk and Dove, back. well, yeah, for for Rob, it was all about coming back and doing, um, and and doing the books that got him started or the books that he's known for. Like, if you look at his career the last five years, he's done the X Force series, a Cable series, twelve issues of Deadpool, and now he's back at Hawk and Dove. So he's he's really bringing his career full circle. Um, because he, he honestly he called me he's like I'm I'm in my 40s like I, w- I want to go back and, and do what I did in my 20s and and um and and come back to the things it's like coming home for him um and so I, I I that's why he wanted to do this book and and DC wanted him on it and and Rob asked me to write it for him and so um and so that's why we're doing it you know it's it's I, I it's a fun book it's it's very it, it's uh, it, it, I'm, I'm writing it very much thinking about what were the books I enjoyed when I was reading Rob's books. It, you know, I was like 11 or 12 or whatever. What were the books that I really liked? What were they like? And, and a lot of that stuff was X-Men, soap operatic, um, you know, lots of subplots, lots of turmoil between characters. Um, and so I'm really trying to lean into that a little more when I write this book. It, it, it's, it's a very different writing style for me. Like, um... And I, I think some people have been sort of taken aback by that because it's very unlike anything else I've ever written. Um, but uh, you know that that's I, I, I'm I'm trying new things, and and if people can't handle it, well, that's a shame. <laughs> but they should still buy it if they can't handle it. They should always buy it. <laughs> don't like Sterling Gates? Don't eat. Well, what I, what I want to know is is where is Rob's Kill Raven? Like, what's the deal with with X? You know, he's been talking about that forever and. I, I know I'm I not know. asking you because I know yeah. you're not speaking. Ask, ask Marvel. I, I saw that that like tweet fight that he had. Oh, with Tom Brevoort. Yeah, I didn't Jeez. see that. I, I they got they got into about Kill Raven, like because according to Rob, like he has five issues of that thing drawn. Yeah, because I and I, Kirkman wrote it. I guess I, I I don't know. Like and Kirkman like stepped in. <laughs> what did he? I didn't see it. What did he say? Um, I don't I don't remember what he said, but I think I think he like tried to be the mediator between the two. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember Liefeld brought up the fact that um, Marvel solicits a lot of their books with that that aren't finished, mm-hmm. right? So like that, like that was his whole point. And then Tom was like, "Well, you know, I never received this and this and this from you, so blah blah blah." And he's like, "Well, yeah. that doesn't stop you guys from soliciting other stuff that's not finished at all and never <laughs> gets finished." I and, love Twitter. Yeah. Twitter is I, Twitter is such an interesting. I was thinking about this the other day, like if I had had Twitter when I was 18 and, and Twitter offers us a a very invaluable look inside behind the scenes of comics. Um, It gives you access to, it gives you access to creators that that I would have killed for back Mm -hmm. then because I wanted to know like, like whenever um, C.B. Sobolski talks about process, like I would have loved to have known a lot of that stuff when I was. That's great. He's, he's, uh, he. Upcoming writers should definitely follow CB. Upcoming artists should yeah. follow CB Sibolsky yeah. too. Like he has a lot of really great things to say, and mm-hmm. and I think Marvel's actually pulled off a, a bunch of his like talks and posted them on yeah. the Marvel.com site. So it, the, all the stuff he said is out there, I think. But it, but reading what he has to say is just fascinating to me. And and when I was a young guy and wanted to be doing comics, like I, I wish I'd had that sort of valuable insight that Twitter affords. Um, because back then, like, you had two books on comics writing and then random scripts you could find on the internet. I mean, this is, like, way early internet. So, like, there's a Neil Gaiman Sandman script I read about 100 times. There's, uh, 
um, what else? There was a Chuck Dixon script, Chuck Dixon's Ten Commandments for Comics Writing, like just random comics writing stuff. That And that was all there was. And there was no access to these people mm-hmm. at all. And so now we have Twitter and you can actually have conversations with, with creators you like. Um, I, I think that's pretty damn cool. Like yeah. it's, a, it's a whole different world. And from, everyone should follow Warren sword. Ellis. <laughs> Like follow him to the For, to twi- down on the street. No, I mean okay. on Twitter. Yeah. Yes. Well, I, I, I or think, down the street. I think it's a double edged sword, though, because um, I think b- by allowing fans that access to creators, they also lose a lot of respect that they <laughs> might have for these people. So they feel like they they're more at liberty to to get personal. Like it, like it's 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 one thing give, to give criticize. Me an example, I don't know what you mean. Like, well, it's one thing to criticize somebody because of something that they did, like you know, as far as writing or their art goes. Mm-hmm. But take Liefeld for example. You know, I think that the internet may not necessarily have been very nice to him. And I know that, like, on Twitter, and he, I think he he does. He's an example of someone who does bring this up sometimes. You know, he's like, well, let the hate begin. Like, he's almost expecting people to at reply him with, you know, nasty comments. And, and okay, like, I, you know, it's great that, that Twitter's there and, like, the Internet's there to bring you closer to these creators. But I wonder if that's something that is really good for you guys and your careers first. And uh, second, I think that the fans sort of, lose a little bit of respect because you guys are not untouchable anymore. You know I, what I mean? I sincerely like, hope that no one's ever like, lost respect for me because I talk to them on Twitter. Like <laughs> No, I don't I don't mean that I don't mean that it's because well, never mind. It's like you'd say stuff to someone, like you'd say something to, to say again, Rob Liefeld on Twitter that you'd never say to him at like WonderCon. Not you'd you never know, say that to his face. Yeah. But the anonymity of the internet allows you that uh, ability to to be like, okay. And I all right, I'm going to bring this up. Like that girl that dressed up as uh, Stephanie Brown at San Diego Comic-Con, and she went to every panel with a mask over her face, and then she she told, you know, Dan Didio in every panel, like, this is how I feel, blah, blah, blah. Like, that's great, <laughs> but why are you wearing a costume while you're telling him this? You know what I mean? Like, are you hiding behind that? And I almost wondered, like, it's it's the same thing with, like, an avatar. You know what I mean? And I know that, like, for, for those of you that listen to the Tested podcast, I had a conversation with Gary Witter the other day. He wrote, what did he write? The Book of Eli. Eli. The Book of Eli. Mm-hmm. And um, he comes in and does Tested's podcast sometimes. Um, he was like, that's why I always use my real name, you know, with everything. Because yep. it, it makes me... it. Oh, Makes you accountable. Right. It makes you accountable. You know, you're held responsible for everything that you say online. And I think that part of the reason and like a lot of the negativity um, that creators get, you know, a lot of the negative feedback is because you guys seem so accessible. Like, like I maybe I'm wrong, but I, I think that if that weren't the case, you wouldn't get as much. Like, they wouldn't feel like they have to, like, they get personal. It's one thing to, like, criticize somebody because, you know, <clears throat> this is what I think is technically mm-hmm. wrong with what you're doing. But a lot of the time it's like, this person should burn in hell. They effing suck. Like, but see, I, I think it also, I mean, I'm not saying I, I totally disagree with you because I, I do agree to some extent. But I think in, in another way it almost humanizes them. So maybe they might not be as willing to 
say you suck with if they're going to be talking to me directly. It's also a very public place where you're saying you suck, and yeah, that, that's and the thing. Like, yeah. and you'll see people like take that you suck and then retweet it, mm-hmm. and then draw a smiley face after whatever. Like, I, I, but I if mean, your name is Deadpool seven five four and you're right. saying you suck to Sterling Gates. <laughs> I would laugh, frankly. <laughs> you would laugh, but still. Because Deadpool, Deadpool 754, which I hope is not someone's Twitter handle. handle if it is, though. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, if Deadpool 754 says, hey, Sturgate, you suck, I will laugh because you're Deadpool 754. I always post under my real name. Like, anything, if I'm on a message board, which I'm, I, the only message board I regularly check on really is Comic Block, and then I post on Comic Block every once in a while. Um, but I always use my full name. Like I, I, I'm, I'm not afraid of my opinions being out there. Like, or I wouldn't post them. You know, if if I have something negative to say, then and I want to make it public, then I'll make it public and I'll say it publicly. But um, it, Rob, Rob has he's one of the most positive people I know. Honestly, mm-hmm. he's uh, I, I've never had a really like negative conversation with him about much of anything. Um, he takes all that stuff with a huge grain of salt. Um, he, well, I mean, at the end of the day, he's the one getting paid to do what he loves for a living. And, and, <laughs> like, he, his books <laughs> and at the end of the day, he created Cable and Deadpool and X-Force. And, mm-hmm. and you know, he, he's, he's had a very long and storied career, and he's very happy with himself, and he's very happy with what he's done and what he's doing. And you can't take that away from him, no matter how hard you rail against him on the Internet or in your in your review or or whatever like he he he's going to draw how he draws that's his style and if you don't like his style well that's a sh- shame but I actually think to his credit that he's come a very long way like I haven't read much of his stuff recently I, I, so I don't I, know if it's been a gradual thing but this book looks really good like thanks. it's, it's this, the tone and tenor is all perfect i think his perspective is uh is much better now than it has well and been. some and and then and frankly like I'll use twitter to call someone out like cuz some guy at replied me and Rob was like you know, Rob only drew eleven backgrounds, and so I got my copy, and I went through and Notice counted, 13. and I counted every background. I'm like, actually, I, I counted twenty five, and, and the guy's like, no, 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 I meant like, you know, the colorist filled in backgrounds, and I'm like, no, actually, if you look at my inked pages that I'm looking at, he drew all those backgrounds. Like, you can't just randomly assume mm-hmm. that kind of thing, and if you do, I'm going to call you out on it because, you know, th- that's not cool. I said that's the thing that bothers me. I mean. I you know people are entitled to their opinion. If they, if they don't like something, fine. You know if they don't like an art style or a writing style, whatever, that's fine. But it's the difference is it's not like people go to their jobs like you know if they're working at a, a you know McDonald's or at, at a, a unless a, you work on the a, internet, a Jiffy Lube or some. You know you don't go to Jiffy Lube and say you know you suck at changing my oil. You know, right. You, you 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 know you shouldn't be doing this. It's, but it's like. When you're a comic writer, and th- you know people can just, or if you're an artist, you can just say, "Oh, you suck." But it's like, what can you do? I mean, can, I, I can you draw better? I, I don't mind that. What I mind are pers- are actual personal attacks. Like someone said, "It, uh, hey, your books are terrible. You should die in a fire." And I was like, "That's the line. You, you've crossed the line and now made it like a really offensive attack." You know, like I, I don't mind if you don't like something. You're completely entitled to your opinion. But be, and be constructive great. about it. What don't you like? But once you cross the line for me and make it a personal, like when you call me out and say, Sterling Gates, you should be ashamed of yourself for writing this book. Like that's not criticism. That's you being very vocal and, and attacking a, mm-hmm. a creator. And, and And frankly, we remember that stuff. You know, and if you work for a website and, and you ask 
creators for an interview and we know who you are because we know who you are, <laughs> uh, we're probably going to tell you that we don't want to talk to you yeah. guys. It's okay not to like something once you're personally attacking someone like that mm-hmm. on the internet. That's the line for me. Yeah. And um, I mean, more and more people are starting to realize like there was this guy who got put in jail for basically trolling on Facebook. And it's like, it's starting to happen where the government and like where these enforcing bodies are catching up with technology and people are going to be starting to be held more and more accountable for the things that they say on the internet. And they probably, <laughs> and frankly, they probably should be. Yeah, but, it's know, not necessarily a terrible thing. One of my friends has a, has a seven-year-old and she said they're learning internetiquette in their uh in their second grade class and it's you're learn they're teaching kids at that age to be accountable for what they say on the internet mm-hmm. and be aware of what they say on the internet and that the internet when you put things on the internet it's there forever mm-hmm. um and i think that's really like smart and, and a good a good route I actually to take. learned that from metal gear solid 2 yeah, i things. wish i knew that in college <laughs> yeah just kidding hey <laughs> Captain what, Victory. What did you learn from Metal Gear? No, time out. What did you learn from Metal Gear Solid 2? <laughs> There's this line in Metal Gear Solid 2 that basically says once a piece of information is placed on the internet, it is virtually impossible to remove it. That's yeah. true. And yeah. I was just like, that is a really good point, and I'm going to keep that in mind that for game, every piece of information that I, I place on the internet. Can I tell a quick story about how that game ruined my life? Absolutely. <laughs> so my the guy that lived next door to me in college had a PS2, um, and I didn't at that point. And so Metal Gear Solid 2 was coming out, and I was like, hey, man, uh, that's a PS2 game. I know you have a final tomorrow. Can I borrow your PS2, uh, and, and uh, will you go in on me and buy Metal Gear Solid 2? Uh, and he's like, okay, sure. So he gives it to me at 8 o'clock at night. At 9.30 the next morning, he knocks on my door and walks in, and I'm still awake, and I've been playing the entire night trying to get through <laughs> this game because I want to finish it before I have to give it mm-hmm. back to him. Right. Uh, and I'm hallucinatory. Like, <laughs> I, I've, I've done a full day of class and then bought this game and then started playing, and I'm 13 hours into it. And there's a scene in that game where the game tells you you're playing this game too much. Mm-hmm. And I really <laughs> thought I was hallucinating <laughs> that whole scene. Like, because the game, you're talking to General no, I, Campbell I know exactly Rebel, what you're and talking like, about. And it's like, Snake, or uh, Raiden, you're playing the game too much. Yeah. You really should stop. Don't you have anything better to do? And I was like, the f- <laughs> Fine. Okay. And then it says, don't you have anything better to do than play this video game? I'm like, whoa! <laughs> that is way crazy. Uh, and I so, and so Kindle came in and I'm like, I paused the game. I'm like, the most crazy thing happened to me while playing this game. And I don't know if it was real or not, but I'm on the final boss battle. And, and let me finish and I'll give you back your PS2. Um, and Kindle let me finish the game and... and <laughs> I gave it back to him, and then I slept for like 12 hours solid. And I woke up the next day, and uh, I, I went into Kendall's room, and he's playing. And I'm like, ha-ha, I know what that's like. You're going to be playing that all night. Awesome. I feel bad that I never finished 3. 3 was great. Yeah, I liked I, I just never, that, that's, that's the point. I didn't finish 4. That's the point where I kind of stopped playing video games, where I, oh, I, I ran, ran out of time. I, final, I have it. The final battle in 3 is one of the most beautiful I, I yeah, video game time. fights. I, yeah also tough makes me sad <laughs> yeah it's really hard but yeah metal gear like one and two field of flowers mm-hmm. like That's yeah I mean, those are games that I, I took the time and plowed through them and you know nowhere to when they those. did the gamecube remake in metal gear one like i was in heaven because that move that that game really needed the mm-hmm. the love uh and so i was really happy when that when they did that also resident evil when they remade that resident remake evil for was GameCube. awesome yeah yeah uh <laughs> metal gear one which who did you save did you save oh i, I saved what's her name because the thing is, because if, if you you saved the the what's that the dude's uh, Ar- uh, Ar- 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 you got the the stealth suit. 
which is way better. It's like, ah, uh, <laughs> do you save the girl or do you get the stealth suit? Yeah, like, sh- 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 she we, was hot. She you get, a the, hot you get the like. Of course, I picked yeah. the hot redhead to save. Well, it's like, not really even a choice. You have to hammer on the the button. Right, you, you, know, you gotta like, you gotta survive or die. Got, or I got a literal blister from uh, that. <laughs> that. That pissed me off. Right there. And Sarah's like, "Shut up, guys." Video games, video games. You're listening to the giant bombcast. My finger hurts now from reenacting that 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 torture scene. Anyway, what's next on our Captain uh, Victory? Captain Victory, yes, yeah. yes. I'm doing a book for Dynamite, um, spinning out of Kirby Genesis called Captain Victory. Um, and for listeners that don't know what Kirby Genesis is, uh, basically, they, they Dynamite has licensed from the Kirby estate every Jack Kirby created character that wasn't sold to DC or Marvel. So that they went through every Kirby sketchbook, every Kirby file, found every character he ever created that wasn't a DC or Marvel character, and have now created a new comic book universe using those characters. Um, the, the main book is, is Kirby Genesis. It's spearheaded by Kurt Busiek mm-hmm. and Alex Ross, uh, drawn by a guy named Jackson Herbert. Um, and and it's, it's a very introductory story. That, that feels like a Kirby story in that there's every page there's two crazy new ideas and they come a mile a minute. Um, we're doing a, a series spinning out of that that uh, is called Captain Victory and stars uh, a Jack Kirby character he did for a company called Pacific Comics in the early 1980s. Um, and it's, I, the way I describe it is I, I use a, a DC Comics shorthand because DC is what I know and love. Um, so imagine Darkseid, right? Darkseid has a son, Orion. Mm-hmm. Imagine if Orion wanted out of the family business and told Darkseid to go fuck himself and then left Apocalypse and joined the Green Lantern Corps to train the Green Lantern Corps to fight Darkseid. That sounds awesome. And that's the basic (laughs) thrust of this book is Captain Victory is the grandson of the most malevolent force in the universe. He decides he doesn't want anything to do with it for reasons unknown to the reader and and we'll unfold that story. Uh, He decides he doesn't want to do it he leaves and joins the Galactic Rangers to quietly, unbeknownst to the Rangers, train them to fight his uh, his grandfather and to topple the grandfather's evil Black Empire. Hmm. Um, it's it's big. It's sweeping. It's space operatic. It's it's my big sci-fi uh, epic book. It's a completely different book than Hawk and Dove. Like it it uses different parts of my brain. Um, because it's so, it, it, it's it's character driven in a much different way. Uh, it's structured it differently, and it deals with such different ideas and different themes that it forces me to think in a much different sandbox and play in a much different sandbox. And I really like that. Um, so yeah, that's that's the basic pitch of it. it Release date. I think it's October twenty sixth. Is issue one. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's a fun it's a fun book. I, I, I encourage people to check it out. It's it's if you like Green Lantern stuff and you like space Jack Kirby fourth world gods new gods kind of stuff, uh, it it plays very much into that. It's um, and the way like the Galactic Rangers, Captain Victory has a team of like his guys, and then they have all these Galactic Rangers. But he has like five main. He's got he's got an A team. Like Captain Victory's A team. Uh, all those guys are very unique personalities. Like Terran is this lion man. Uh, Orca is essentially Abe Sapien. Like he's a proto version of Abe Sapien from from Hellboy. Um, who else is on that team? 
uh, Major Clavis, who's like who's the CEO of the the ship. Their ship is called the Dreadnought Tiger. Um, <laughs> it's it's this huge, ridiculous spaceship uh, that looks like a almost like a star destroyer. It's a square version of a star destroyer, and they they fly through space and blow up planets and shit. Um, uh, and Mister Mind, uh, which is this? Do you know uh, Sy Snoodles, the band mm-hmm. in, in Return yeah. of the Jedi? Yeah. You know the keyboard player, like blue keyboard player, with the, right? Uh, that's pretty much what Mr. Mind looks like. He's, he's a head in one of those big elaborate keyboards, uh, and the keyboards, each button does a different thing, and he's a, like this hyper-intelligent being that the Galactic Rangers just like picked up, uh, and he was like, okay, I want to be on your crew. And they're like, uh, what can you do? And he's like, I'm smarter than all of you, and here's why. Uh, and, and so they put him on the crew, and, and... So he's got like a he's got a thinking guy, he's got a black ops guy, he's got a lion guy, he's got a CO, like and that's his that's his crew. Is the art going to be styled after Kirby's or No, it's done by a guy named Wagner Reese, who I just got all the art for the first issue. It's it's Wagner I, I think looked at the Kirby stuff and said, This is great, but let's update it through the lens of Halo. Uh, and so the armor looks like this very strange combination of it's Jack Kirby filtered through Halo. Like that's the the way to describe it. It's it's a very odd combination but it works really well for the book um in that there's really uh, nothing like it on the market like it's it's i'm trying to do two very different books that are also very different from the market because i I really want there to be a nice variety uh in the comics market and i'm trying to you know play into that and add to that so how's it feel working on like a kirby creation is there like like pressure like oh i gotta live up to this expectation or is it like oh this is cool and i'm just gonna have fun with it i mean same thing with like uh, like hawk and dove or you know when you write which something. are like a steve ditko yeah, hawk and dove or a steve ditko creation originally and steve skeets you know, does, does that even factor in it's like yeah, this is like such a iconic classic you know, I, on it, honestly like I, i've written superman and that's mm-hmm. that would be where all the pressure for me would be like I, I i the work we did on superman i i really wanted to be really good because superman from means so much to me and means so much to comics readers and the comics um the public in general i really wanted that stuff to be really good so that was when writing is where i really felt pressure to do like a really great crazy good representative representational story Mm -hmm. of all the things i love about superman um this stuff hawk and dove really is i i just Rob is such a pleasure to work with, and he's so passionate about comics. He gets me amped up about comics, so I try to give him stuff that will amp him up, and we become this recursive loop of energy, and we just feed into each other and back and forth and back and forth. Um, the, so, so I don't even like think about, oh, yeah, Hawk and Dove were created by Steve Skeets and Steve Ditko. Like, that stuff doesn't even bother me uh, and doesn't factor into it at all. The Kirby stuff, all I can think is... Kurt Busiek and Alex Ross are reading everything I put out for this. Mm-hmm. Like, I really hope it's good. Mm-hmm. So, so the fact that this universe, like, like Kirby created it, but he's really the only one that ever worked with it, right? I mean, there, yes. there hasn't, uh, well, there but it's really not, hasn't been anybody else that's touched Captain Victory. Like, you'd be the first. Yes, yes. Like, that's not a big deal for you. It's this a big, like, it's hey, a big honor. Yes, hey, uh, like, but I but there's no pressure. Up. Like, he was asking if is there pressure for me to like perform and. That's not. It's an honor to be doing it. Absolutely. Uh-huh. Like, don't think I don't think it's no, just no, like, no, oh yeah, I... it's just another gig, whatever. Like, <laughs> it, it, it. But it really, the, I, I don't feel the pressure of expectations from myself or from the public. Like, 
I, I, no one really knows what to expect going into that book, I think. And, mm-hmm. and I hope people read the first issue and really like it. It really sets the tone and sets the mission statement up. Um, Are they doing like a dollar issue? No. Mm-hmm. Not, not for the first one. Yeah. I think Genesis, they did the yeah, dollar zero, zero issue. issue. Yeah. Do you, are you, uh, do you think you, do you feel like you have the creative liberty to do whatever you want and take the character wherever you want? Pretty much. Um, I turned in a two-year, different for, I for turned you? in a two-year document for Captain Victory and, okay. and I got a really nice email back from Alex Ross saying he really enjoyed it. And like, uh, <laughs> and I, I, I printed out the email and, and tacked it, it to my wall. wall. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, there's, there's a, it's a much different environment dynamite and the Kirby verse like it's a much different creative environment because so much of it is creative uh, we I send stuff in and I get Kurt and Alex and our editor Joe Brabant's notes uh, and there's really not they don't have any they have no expectations they just want it to be good and so as long as I have a, a vision for it which I do uh, they're pretty cool whereas I, I've worked at other companies where there was a lot of control and a lot of notes from on high that we needed to be doing this in the book or do this in the book and you just learn to roll that it's your job as a freelancer to roll with that and to deal with those notes um regardless if you agree with them or not they're paying you to do the job they're paying you to do and so sometimes you put out product that you might not necessarily agree with but you've done the best you can to make it work and that's that's the problem well that's not the problem it that's what's hard about being a freelancer and being in a creative industry is sometimes the, the work you do isn't necessarily the best thing that you've ever done but it makes the client happy mm-hmm. i mean you're there to serve your clients and produce work that they want to purchase um and so uh, that's just the nature of the of this industry and, and a lot of industries design and art i mean it's there's a lot to it so yeah. So the next time uh, you anyone wants to tell Sterling to burn in hell or what? What was that? Die in a fire. <laughs> Die in a fire. That's, that's like an internet meme take, at this point. Take, take <laughs> I did get a death threat once. Really? That's, yeah, I got a death threat on the DC Comics boards because <laughs> um, somebody was really mad at, at me and James over War of the Superman and said mm. that they uh, that we should be murdered and our bodies should be used to stuff the oil spill in the Gulf, and they were going to be the people to do that. And I was like, wow, that's, A, really imaginative, and B, like, really unnecessary. So Plus, I think your bodies would, like, decompose, right? Like, well, the, James really, is like, skinny as hell. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not sure, I'm I don't not think sure he, that he would even work. fill in any, like, any oil spill hole. Listen, workshop this death threat. Come back to me. And if you yeah, this, right? Like, give it a little let's more see some. Let's... Can you give me some options on the death threat? Like, I'll pick the best one you come up with. But Yeah, try to do something that works. Um, new Krypton. Yeah. Part of New 52? Or you don't know? Was New Krypton part of the New 52? Did it happen? Not in this continuity that I can well, tell. See, that's the thing. Is like we don't know what has happened. I mean, we know that. Or Pretend we, there is no continuity. Start cause, there because like, we, we assume Superman, Superman did die because when he talks okay. to Alec Holland, you, you've been told that he dies. No, but, well, he's like, referenced it. So okay. I assume. Yes, but but yeah. I'm saying like like treat this continuity like you're just learning about it for the first time. Like like Eternal Sunshine, Spotless Mind, your your brain, and just deal with the information that you're given in the order that it's given. You know, somebody somebody asked me about crisis because I, I said in Hawk and Dove, mm-hmm. Dawn died in the worst crisis the world's ever yeah. seen. So like, and they're like, okay, it's crisis of an Earths. And it's like, that's not crisis of an Earths. It was a, the worst crisis the world's ever seen. But I didn't say, I made sure not to say, it, not to reference crisis of an Earths 
as Christ has in Earths because honestly, I wasn't sure what had happened then mm-hmm. or not. But Don died in a big fucking battle. You know, oh, I said it again. I'm sorry. About <laughs> I have to hit that explicit button. Sorry. See, well, now, see, and now we've just decided to make it explicit. So go ahead. Oh well. Um, Don <laughs> can't, died. Can't go back, Don really. died in a fucking fight, and he he went out in a cool way. Uh, and and we'll reveal how and when that was later. But people want that to mean that crisis happened, and I didn't say that. And and. So I'm getting flack from people. Like, why'd you tell them crisis happened? It's like, uh-uh, I didn't say that. I was very careful in my wording <laughs> so that it could be whatever it needed it to be. Um, but no, uh, looking at the the books, Supergirl's brand new, all new. New Krypton can't have happened. Like, that that whole story is was old DCU, and, and now we're in the new 52 era, and those stories are gone. Mm. So how do you feel about that? Like, your your hard work is like, sorry. My yeah. artwork still exists. It's still out there. Like, yeah. it's not like they went to your house and burned all your copies. I think they did. They actually came to my house. <laughs> they, they, they actually, they're, they're responsible. They wiped for all it. my hard drives. That's, that's why board, scripts borders went out of business. They're like, you know, you gotta um, cancel those books anymore. I, I mean, I don't know. It, it, I, yeah, I, again, I, I, I was hired to do a job, and at the end of the day, I, I can, I can be angry and sad and upset that that work doesn't count, quote unquote, in continuity. It still happened. It still exists. I still wrote it. You can still read it. You can still find it. It's just we're in a different era now, and and it happens. You know, like, do I think guys that were writing comics in the seventies get really mad at DC Comics because their <laughs> comics don't didn't happen? No. And if they do, well, then sorry. It's uh, when I left Supergirl, I I put the punctuation mark on what I had to say about Supergirl. And, and I sleep content at night knowing that I got the things that I had to say about that character out. Um, I can't be mad that they've chosen to go in a different direction. They chose to go in a different direction when they took me off the book. Like, that's fine. I was hired to do the job. I did the job. I'm happy with the work. It still exists. I'm still proud of it. I'm still very proud of New Krypton. I think, that, I think Last Stand Through War of the Superman that James and I wrote is really mm-hmm. strong. And that's some of the favorite work I've ever done. Um, I'm proud of you, too. Well, thanks, Dad. And that is the biggest revelation. <laughs> and that's today's revelation on the Comic Con podcast. Right. But no, I, I, I'm, I'm content with the work that we did on New Krypton. I, I think there are elements that I'm very, very proud of with it. There are elements of it that I, I wrote that I don't necessarily like. There are elements that I look, read, I look back and read now and go, oh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't make that decision. Someone else made that decision. But, oh, well, it doesn't, it doesn't really keep me up at night. Like, you can't let it eat at you like that. You know, you can't, uh, comic, future comic creators, ignore what a lot of people say on the Internet because it's a lot of garbage. You can't troll the Supergirl boards and get mad because they're mad about her shorts or whatever. Like, <laughs> y- y- you can't let that shit get to you because the second it does, you're not writing the story you want to write. You're writing for what some guy, what was the Deadpool 754? Yeah. You're yeah. writing what Deadpool, I really hope that's not someone's Twitter. No, handle. it's not. I just like. Uh, well, mine is undeadpool, so. Oh, that's clever. <laughs> you're almost referencing Corey. Yeah. You're kind of hurt his feelings a little. Oh. Damn, I've been found out. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. All right, let's kind of breeze through this week's books, see what we've read. So, uh, uh, can I do, uh, can we Can we talk Super Sure, Boy? if you want to start with Super Yeah, I, uh, it's really pretty. Scott Lobdell. 
RB also, Silva. RB Silva. Is this a Brazilian artist? Silva is a Brazilian name. Oh, yeah. Just saying. <laughs> I didn't read it though. I just uh, I I breezed through it. I like the art a it's lot. A wordy book. It's pretty. I'm going. To it was surprisingly wordy. You know, I thought it was like the, there were a lot of twists and turns to it that I didn't really expect, which mm-hmm. I appreciated. Like it it's wasn't. Cool. It, it was a much uh, more cerebral take on Superboy and Superboy's origins than I was expecting. I, I like that we spend more time in the lab. That we get to you know because originally it's like he's in the lab, boom, he busts out, just popped out. Don't call me Superboy. Don't call you know. me Superboy. And then I'm he, Superman. And, and, and you know he takes he points off. at his back. Yeah, he's, he's got the the buzz. Don't haircut, mess with the, the leather. So I, I like that. I wanted that jacket when I was a kid. <laughs> I wanted a leather jacket with a Superboy ass in the back. So made. bad. Really? I thought about it. I thought about it. Get that custom made glasses. I you know what I, you know glasses, what I want? But... You know the, uh, the, 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 the things, like the One Woman bracelet? Nope, not one Woman shooters? bracelets. Blah, blah, blah. Nope. Bracelets? Uh, yeah, bracelets. The, um, the hidden dagger that Ezio has in Assassin's Creed. Yeah, yeah. Like, imagine if somebody attacked me, I just like whip the dagger out, like stab (laughs) them in the neck. Or or what if you accidentally go, "Hey, hey, honey, you got something here," and then slap? Sorry, (laughs) right in the eye. My accident. Oh no! no. Well, I wouldn't be wearing that when I'm like, you never know. Embracing my potential, honey. (laughs) So, uh, Superboy, um, there's some some. It's it's interesting because we we have the inclusion. uh, People know uh, Rose Wilson is there. Yeah, you know and. From what Scott Lobdell has said, uh, she she's never been Ravager at this mm-hmm. point. You know, she has both her eyes, and then we have this redheaded character <laughs> who is who, just identified as Red. Constantly. Who, but it was it was leaked that or, you know people said that it's it's um, Fairchild Fairchild what's it? Caitlin Fairchild from right. Gen thirteen, and which you know that that adds a whole new you know, it's it's weird it's absurdity but it's kind of cool too at the same time that I, the, I wild, like the wild storm universe is sneaking this little thing it's, is crossing over it's like is she going to change at some point or could we potentially have gen 13 so it, i i like that that we kind of have that so a superboy led gen 13 would be pretty cool i mean that that's just it's so weird you know surprisingly you know for as long as i've been reading comics i don't really have a problem with with some of these changes that they're you know things are being rewritten it's like it's it's a, it's a new story. It's great. The character is still essentially the same to its, in his core. So, uh, sorry, were you finished? No, but go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> no, no, sorry. I'm done. I lost my train. No, I'm really sorry. Go ahead. Shut. I apologize. Shut. Go. Is Ravager uh, uh, Deathstroke's daughter? Um, I'm trying to think what because okay because Scott Lobdell, as people know, he one Saturday he's like, I'll answer your questions. And then he all like three hundred fifty of there's, them. There's quite a bit of them, so I, I think he's not not done answering. I mean, but he's literally answering every single question. I wonder if I should do that. Throw up in Twitter. You, to... you could, or no, you don't do it on Twitter. Do it on Comic Vine. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> Look at this guy. He's like, yeah, it's Comic Vine. What are you serious? Oh, whatever, man. <laughs> Thanks. Do you, so much what, than what, what do you think gets more traffic, your Twitter feed or Comic Vine? I don't know the answer to that. You tell me. Ooh. All right. So anyways. Well, I don't know your numbers. You, you, you know your numbers. There's, there's ways to find out the numbers, and we can talk about it. Really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah there's awesome. Oh, okay. Yeah. And there's compete.com. You can compare us to uh, like other sites. And yeah. Okay. How we're doing compared to CBR. Compared to CBR, it's, a really, it's really fun for us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and so anyways. It's like my favorite so, thing um, to do. People so have, how are they doing today? Oh, we're up 100 because people have asked, you know, uh, is Rose Wilson, you know, she is there going to be is there going to be crossover with Deathstroke? What about Teen Titans? You know, so 
There's all this stuff. And Wait it, and see. Yeah. Well, why name her Rose Wilson if you're not going to Well, have I mean, it's her. She, obviously, it's Rose Wilson. She's got white hair. <laughs> is, she, and... is, she, is her last name Wilson? Do they yeah. say it yeah. in the book? Uh, they do. Do they? I don't remember. But, so, but yeah. But, I mean, it, someone it's, calls her Wilson. It, it's been said that she is. Okay. So. Well, that's, oh, I love that she cut her own eye out, though, and then she still wasn't good enough for her yeah. dad. Well, Only Cassandra Kane was good enough. <laughs> that um, is awesome. So speaking, <laughs> those of, were the best well, that issues nev- that of happened. Batgirl ever. Speaking of <laughs> Deathstroke, it, it will always remain in my Batgirl <laughs> in continuity. Sarah's continuity. Well, it, yes, but the continuity thing—it's—it's it's sticky because y- you. I, I just had this conversation the other day. Like we as comic fans are trained to think in continuity. We're, we're trained to line up everything in in order and, and know exactly when okay so this is this happened Tuesday this happened Wednesday this happened Friday you kind of got to break out of that for this new 52 thing if you want to actually get enjoyment out of just reading pure stories because like one of my friends has a huge problem with the fact that action comics takes place six years prior to now mm-hmm. uh, and then five years prior to now is Justice League and we had a huge argument about it and he's like you're not giving like they should just present Superman the same across the line. And it's like, mm. but they're telling their own stories within different ranges of time. Why is it so important to have him all take place during now? And he's like, well, because I can't make the continuity work. And I said, that stop thinking about it then. Yeah, but it's... And enjoy this. But that comic fans are trained you, to do that. Yeah, but you can't ask them not to, to think that way. No, I'm not. Because they're trained every Wednesday to pick up issues that build on each other. And they've been doing that since comics were first created. So it's like, that's just the way comics work. You know, that's that's why fans are so passionate about these characters because they sort of grow up with them. Does it they... bother you that Action Comics takes place six years ago? No, though? it bothers me that Cassandra Cain is nowhere. It bo- okay. I mean, so, but yeah, it, that really. Fine. New Krypton didn't happen. Really I mean, we can... pisses me off, you know, like and, and I should be entitled to be mad about that. You're and entitled you're, to it. Sure. Yeah, and, and but but that doesn't mean that I can't pick up. Batgirl I just think or uh, Batwoman or whatever. I, else that's my that's my and point. Go is into like, it and be like I don't want people. This is a good story. People get so wrapped up in the idea of continuity versus actually reading a comic and enjoying it for what it is. And I think I think that people should give these books a chance because there are a lot of really good books. But that doesn't mean that you need to stop being upset if your favorite character is no longer present in this current universe because it's your favorite character. You're allowed to still love that character sure. and still love those stories. Mine got erased. There's an all new one coming, all new <laughs> version of her. So I mean, you know, I, I totally get it. My my problem is like Detective Comics. So uh, USA Today did an interview with Tony Daniel before it came out. And in the, in the article, it was stated that Detective Comics has taken place five years ago. Hey, I read the comic. I was seeing that. And then, I guess... Does it say in the comic it's five it does, years ago? It doesn't say that. Okay. But it kind of feels like it could be early because, you know, the police are still kind of... But then it's like, okay, Gordon's working with them. I was like, okay, that's fine. But he's got red hair, so he's younger. But I guess he's got red hair now. And all of them. Yeah. <laughs> but then, um, I, I think it was the day it came out, Tony Daniel on his blog. So I was like, no, that was a mistake. It takes place in current continuity. So now I'm just like, uh, what's going on? Because if you read Detective Comics and what happens at the end, it's like that's happening now. And not. so for me, I I read the entire issue thinking it took place five years ago, like right before Justice League or right you know right around that time. But then it turns out it didn't. So now that kind of changes. That doesn't really change things. What does, but, what does it change? Because it, does I mean, it change how you enjoyed the story? Like because it, it, it's it's a different Batman. Because what bothered me about that? No, it did change because he had all this like high tech stuff. I was like, okay, this is Batman earlier in his career, and he's got these, you know, 
flying cameras, and it's like he's that's cool. He's got and that. Then but Batman and Robin, some like street level crooks break into the Bat car. Yeah, so <laughs> I mean, so, yeah, that's so, so that, but he's super high tech. That bothered me a little bit. That he, if it took place five years ago, he's got this super high tech stuff, which you know he's going to have it eventually. But, d- but it doesn't say in the book that it's five years ago. It doesn't. But the article with the interview in him, which you know, right? But about. you're letting an outside source affect how you're approaching. How you are you should, approaching the book? You should though. control that. Well, that. That's fine. DC I mean, should have should have stomped on it. Yeah, where's the editor? <laughs> Who edits this book? No, here, here is here. No, I shouldn't even get into other things. <laughs> okay, no. It, my, I, I just my, think a lot of people, a lot of my friends have gone come to these books and, and they have not really enjoyed them. And when I press them why, their problem is the continuities don't line up. And it's like, yeah, but how is the writing? How is the art? How is the story being told? And I said, well, that doesn't even matter. I just want to know when this takes place. And it's like, stop that. You can't think like that. Enjoy the damn book. I don't know. I, but I don't have a problem with, with like action comics taking place. Because we're going to have Superman that takes place current. That, that, that's great and everything. And, and even so, it's like still a good Superman story. Yeah. And, right? and what Jeff John said about Justice League, that it's just the first arc is going to take place five years ago. And then we're going to you know, zoom up. So that's fine. What I don't want to see, what I do, but I, what I don't, I don't want to see all these, you know, my, my question about what has happened, what hasn't. Fine, maybe we're just supposed to let that go and not worry about it. But I want to know, you know, when did, you know, Green Lantern and, and Barry Allen, when did they first meet? Yeah, when, when that ha- so when I see them potentially in, actually, that's, maybe that's a bad example. But okay, let's say Green Lantern and Robin, you know, so... When I'm just I'm picking two people that aren't going to be. In, <laughs> I just made a face. I'm, like, I'm, I'm, no, I'm, no one saw the face yeah. I just made. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm trying to think of people who won't be in the the first arc of Justice League. Uh-huh. So once we have Justice League six, if that's in the current arc or current continuity, you know, and then when these characters first meet, how are we supposed to know when that happens? You know, when, when why, why does it matter when Green Lantern and Robin met? I'm just using that as an example. I know, but it's it's, it's a fair question. When, when, they, when they, they they first interact in an issue, do they have a history or not? You know, what have they been through? You know, are these characters who are these characters? Why don't you wait and see what what, because I don't want what they unfold? I mean, I mean, because I don't want to. <laughs> I, I mean, because some, some some of it won't be addressed. I mean, so so if Robin shows up in Greenland, is like, yo, what up, Robin? And Damien's like, <laughs> go right to hell, Ryan Reynolds, or whatever Damien says. <laughs> And and exactly and Robin flies away. You're going to be bothered by like, well, f- what's their what's their entire past history? And you want to know exactly when they met and how they met. And what did Green Lantern do to him? Did, so you'd, he, you'd buy the book if the, they said the first time yeah, Green Lantern and Robin. No, no, stop. stop, stop did Robin paint himself yellow and punch Green Lantern in the so throat. so if they 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 have a run in and Robin flies away and is a dick. You want to read that story to know why he doesn't like Green Lantern, right? Mm-hmm. So DC could publish a story called but that, that's the thing. Green Lantern gonna, meets Robin, yeah, and, and we're, we're going to have all these miniseries, all this, you know, side stories, and you know, Justice League Year Two, Year Three, Year, you know, up to Year Five, and, and it's like my wallet can't afford all these. It's like I, so it's a personal affront to your wallet that they are <laughs> that they're, they're trying to tell new versions know. of stories. I, I mean, I just, it's. It would be nice to know, like, okay, because... Like, like, but what you're asking is, like, why don't they publish a website that has every piece of information that I could ever want to know? Why don't they do that? I oh, think, wait. Why they isn't do. there a website They like do, but now it's no longer... Why isn't there a website like that? <laughs> I mean, that, that's the thing. That, that's why Comic Vine exists. That's why Wikipedia exists, you know, because you got the whole story. Yes, now... the resources. But now... But now we're in a totally different... Yeah. It's a totally different universe. You're watching it unfold. I like it. I love it. I just, no, I, I, I just I, I'm, not, I'm not against it. That's but I think, like, like what Scott Snyder said, he's like, pretty much everything that in the Batman history has happened. Great, thanks. And now there could be some things, tweaks here and there, and 
You know, I, un- I understand that. It's most, like most of Hawk and Dove's history has happened. Extant didn't happen. Because, like, you know, I, I always, it's, I always, it's too, it's too hard to for those characters to survive if Extant happened, and Monarch and all that stuff. It, it, <laughs> it, it, it was too much. It's too much to ask of a new reader to to buy into all that stuff. Oh, so Monarch. I tried to make it. <laughs> I tried to make it a little cleaner. Because, like, like, what? So b- before New Fifty Two happens, like one example I use is Lex Luthor. He's really a clone of himself. You know, his body died. He cloned himself, and everyone thought he was illegitimate son from Australia. Mm-hmm. But after that, all unfolded. Red Afro. Uh, <laughs> after that, all, you know, there's no reference to it. So it happened, but it didn't happen. But we know it happened if we care about it. Mm-hmm. So it's just like little things like that. You know, where I, I know all this continuity stuff that has happened. Some of it kind of gets pushed aside. It's like, okay, yeah, that, whatever. We're not going to worry about that. But I don't know. Anyways, Deathstroke. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Slade Wilson, as we did ten minutes ago, yeah. so this book is really violent. It is violent. This, this book this is, is this, vicious. This is what Deathstroke should be like, because you know he's he's supposed his to be. His name is Deathstroke. He's supposed to be this Deathstroke ultimate, the ultimate badass so guy. So every stroke he makes, there's death. But I could take that in a really weird direction, but I'm not gonna. Don't but, do it. I already went there in my head, like while I was saying it, and it was bad. And then as I was saying it, too much I was information. Sir, Thank you. That your head went there. That's fine. So in the past, you know, we, we had this death stroke that he got beat by the Teen Titans all the time. Do they, do they always bully you on these podcasts? No, it is just ridiculous. This is why I don't listen no, to podcasts. It's because she always bullies us. I was going to say they. What are you? <laughs> Actually, no, you, 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 these two usually get along. And yeah. it's, it's like. We're always laughing. <laughs> I, I get the brunt of it. <laughs> and Tony's just getting mad because we're always off topic. I, I get Sarah. Oh, we just went off topic of Deathstroke. What you, so Deathstroke. So he's he's now he's he's a badass. He's he's killer. That's what he's supposed to be about. You know, and you know we saw an identity crisis where he takes on the entire Justice League. You know he he's showing what he can do, but then you know he's always getting beat. Like the Titans series that just was out recently. Mm-hmm. You know, I, Arsenal I kinda, beat him up. I kind of lost a little interest in that. You know, so I like where this is going. It seems like. Ignore Stuff the is teen rating. This book is violent wait, 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 as crap. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Arsenal? What? Yeah, in the Titans book, it, it, the climax of the Titans book was Arsenal beats the hell out of Deathstroke. Wow. I'm going to go to the bathroom that's now. That's pretty silly. I'm just going to take this moment to go to the bathroom. <laughs> right? You're still sitting here, though. That's... <laughs> here, we got to... Hold the on. Floor, the floor just, underneath I'm, here. I can't. I can't. Wow, that's really gross. Make right. footstep noises. Why? Why? Why would that happen? They set him up. Roy and was Roy and Cheshire. I don't know. Like, that's, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Didn't they like gouge out his other eye? Mm, I don't remember. I, I just I, I wanted to. I like Deathstroke. I wanted to like that series, and I just was it was I was losing interest. Well, that's because Arsenal beat him. <laughs> like when does how is that even possible? Because he's angry. He's got, got a me- his arm. mechanical arm. He's on drugs. <laughs> he he beat him with a cat. <laughs> All right, Ultimate <laughs> Ultimate Spider Man number one, Miles Morales. Nice, you guy. I like this issue. Yeah, it's um. You know, at first I was like, all right, are we just gonna have here's you know some new Spider Man? It's the same character. You know, it's Spider Man, but a new character. But I like that it's it's different enough because one thing, spoiler, he's still got a family. You know, so that's a huge difference from. How dare you spoil that for your spoilers. listeners? Yeah. Son well, of a they, they here. Okay, here here's a little little funny thing. The the preview that came out is um. Miles and his parents at, at trying for a school lottery. You know, they're trying to get in there. <laughs> and I did kind of skim through it. I thought they were like at a church, like bingo lottery, and they're like trying to win <laughs> money. I was like, really? You're going there to, you know, they're, they're trying. 
Wow. I totally misinterpreted it. And then it was Norm. <laughs> but who, it was actually who, your prejudice. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, like is really? it hard being a racist? Like, is it, <laughs> does it take a lot to stare Do you at sympathize with, with hate monger? Like, does it go I don't know, you guys are talking about. Are you rooting for him? <laughs> so I, I enjoyed this issue. I, I thought, it, I, I like that there's differences. The, there is a connect, you know, the, the big thing is how does he become Spider-Man? What's the connection? You know, is there any relation? And, right. And I like how everything was set up, and I'm not saying if there is a connection or not. So, dun, dun, dun. So it, it was good. And, uh, and that there's Sarah differences. Sarah pretty amazing. Yes. And that yep. there's, there's differences amazing in, in the power. So it's it's not just going to be spent. What I, I'm a little concerned about, because we know it, it's been said that Aunt May and Gwen Stacy, you know, they left. They went to France in Ultimate Fallout to get away from all the craziness. But they're supposed to be back to help mentor him. Okay, it's like uh, I, I, it makes sense, but it's like I, I don't know how I feel about that. It's like why there should be what's this the whole... disconnect? Is this well, so? The, so they do seven issues and then they come back. Is there Something is like that, that enough of a disconnect? I mean, I what's know. I don't know. I mean, why I, just... would, I don't know. Why would Gwen Stacy and Aunt May of all people mentor him? It's not like they have spider powers. Nick, Nick Fury <laughs> coming. I mean, Nick Fury is going to have to come back too because his you know feeling of responsibility and all that stuff. That makes sense that he would want to have a hand in it and guidance or whatever but i don't know it's like i you know i spider-man's aunt even though i didn't realize it until you know whatever and i'm gonna tell you what to do and what not to do and mm-hmm. is that influencing how you feel about the story now no i'm just saying that's what i don't want to happen okay. listen to my words man don't I'm, get crushed I'm, by I'm, a giant I'm, goblin that's a no-no yeah exactly <laughs> but it is very enjoyable I, I i gave it five stars nice yeah um frankenstein agent of shade sweet i did not read this yet you're missing out. Frankenstein's sweet. <laughs> I really liked his uh, Flashpoint series. Yeah. I thought it was cool. Frankenstein fighting the Nazis. All right, let, <laughs> let's, let's kind of try to breeze through these. Got Mr. Terrific. Fun. Got Karen, Karen Starr in here. Karen Starr, but not Power Girl. As, as Eddie Berganza, right? He's the one that made the, the big deal about that. So Karen Starr will return. She's a millionaire, multi-millionaire in this book. Yeah, so, so we got that. So you guys like this? I I, I enjoyed I, it. I only was able to skim through this. I, I I thought it was a very strong piece of writing from Eric, and and the art's very nice. I I, I can't. I don't know how to say the, the guy, the artist's last name. I'm sorry. It's it's Italian. Gugliotti, Gugliata. Yeah, that that guy. Really, <laughs> Gianluca. Nice nice looking art, and and I thought Eric did a did a nice job. Fear itself, number six. This um, Captain America, Captain America. The great thing here, Captain America is like in Odin's face. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> and, and, and it's actually like as much as I, I, it's one of my favorite Captain America lines is the last line of this book. I mean, it, it's it's great. One, one of my favorite covers. Um, I can't remember the number. I think it's like three eighteen or something. Like that. But it's it's Captain America with the Uzi. Yeah. Cover because it's when he had to like go undercover as an ultimatum agent and you know, it's a. I like seeing Angry Cat. Marvel doesn't really have any, like, brunettes, right? Maria Hill? Brunette, like, superheroes? Like, what do you yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, like... Van Dyne? She's dead. Maybe Jenny Van. She's not going to be dead. Sif? Doesn't Sif have brunettes? Sif has Sif. black hair. Oh, okay. Yeah. Kitty Pride. There you go. Yeah. On the well, why do you though, ask? No, I'm just uh, notice that they're all, like, Blondes or redheads? Or brunette, or, or Spider Woman, black. Yeah. And yeah. is black really colored? I thought. Yes. I mean, it's, it stands people... out a bit more. I'll say, like on the page, it, it makes it's a bit more. Isn't black vibrant. the absence I'm speaking of color? As, I'm speaking as a or is white brunette. the absence of color? <laughs> no, white is is all, all the color. There, there's just yeah, there's this argument over black and white before, but I, yeah, I went to art school. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we had arguments about black and white. 
Next book. So did Michael Jackson. Doesn't matter if you're black and white. <laughs> wow. Um, Weirdly, he also went to my art school. So. <laughs> Un- Uncanny X Force number fifteen. This is is this like bi monthly or bi weekly? No, it's like bi weekly. Yeah. It's like which is great. Which is uh, because um, it's like the Jerome only Pena. good Ooh. Marvel book. Sweet, sweet, Ouch. sweet art. The only good Marvel book. Wow. You just threw a gauntlet. You just threw the Infinity Gauntlet. <laughs> Seriously. This and Daredevil and X23. So you said th- that's the only one. So there are three <laughs> really good Marvel okay. books. This, Here itself this, is pretty this good. Is, this is the best. Wait, what was the third one? Daredevil and what? X23. X23. And X-Force. Wow. Green Lantern. Green Lantern. I really, I, X-Force, awesome. Continues to be awesome. Yeah. Gre- yeah. <laughs> X-Force, no, awesome. X-Force, yeah. <laughs> Green Lantern, I really enjoyed this as well. Um, I don't think this is new. You're, re- you're, you're hurting your, this is, this your is special the, comic. Yeah, this is the the variant with the, the recall, the, the teardrop yeah. The variant. Yeah. Oh, because yeah. cool. it looks like a uh, manga anime teardrop. <laughs> it does. Put on his head. Sinestro's so, big green. Sinestro's nervous about something. A big green stress drop. I don't think this was like really new reader, new fifty two friendly because it it's. But I liked it that it's it's like coming out of War to Green Lanterns, you know. But if you didn't know, like, if you're just coming into this and you had no idea who Hal Jordan was, then it is actually and you watch fairly the movie new friendly. And they start with the oath, but you're people, like, people, I get it. People didn't watch the movie. That's why. But I mean, <laughs> the, then it doesn't matter Some because didn't watch Hal Jordan movie. isn't a Green Lantern. So, so what? And they explain who uh, Sinestro is. I just think there's a lot of history here compared to some of the other New 52s. Where, and and again, I love that that this is bring keeping all that exists because. Where we left off, Sinestro, you know, he doesn't want to be a Green Lantern. It's like, holy crap, and all this stuff. So I don't like that they're already teasing that, you know, he's going to help Hal come back. I was really hoping they would kind of stick with Sinestro for a while. I think it's an interesting idea to well, have him as a Green Lantern. You know he's at least for the next three issues. His <laughs> <laughs> face looks like right? melting. No, it is so, that is such a creepy face. No, I thought the exact same thing. <laughs> There's this page at, we're at the bottom Which panel. Which does not work on podcasts. Well, it's, <laughs> Sorry. it's like page... <laughs> Check out this page. It's page four or <laughs> look, five. It's look! The, it's the bottom panel. It's just Hal Jordan smiling, and he looks like a doll or something. He looks like a Ken doll. Batman and Robin number one. <laughs> uh, so we have Bruce and Damien together and bickering. <laughs> so, what a jerk. <laughs> She just pointed Sarah, at all of us. Sarah's and said, what a yeah. jerk. Jeez. Sarah's so, reading Green Lantern and having a ball. <laughs> so Damien and having father-son issues. So new dy- dynamic to the dynamic duo. I didn't mean that. Hey, <laughs> Good on Jeff Johns. This is really funny. Okay. This is what I have to deal with. Oh, okay. <laughs> so What? Wait, what is- you drove. What is going on? What has I, happened? I, I think the heat in the room is... Think, yeah. I'm sorry. That was really funny. Can I spoil it since nobody... Sure. No? I don't know. Do it. It's, it's not like a huge plot. Hal and Carol go on a date and it ends and, badly and for then, Hal. And, and Hal decides it would be a good idea to ask Carol to co-sign uh, a lease so he can buy a car. And she gets really mad, which I totally understand why <laughs> someone would get upset over something like that. And she decides to leave and leave him there. She and then he goes, him. wait, you drove me. And that was great. And Batman and Robin. <laughs> <laughs> Way to bring it back. So, you want to narrate so this one, Sarah? Huh? We, we have the, 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 the father-son issues. Oh, no. um, <laughs> Sorry. It's a much more volatile dynamic for, for Batman and Robin than yeah. we've seen before. And it's cool. So Some very brutal things happen in this book. And one thing that's different is there are no longer stairs behind the clock. We have have the poles, the bat poles. It's the Adam West poles, which which is is fine. 
Um, I mean, I, I wish they'd done the Shakespeare head that opens up. <laughs> my, my daughter, she's like, isn't that, shouldn't the, the statue be there? Your daughter's then, reading Batman and Robin? I, I don't know how that came up. Kind of a violent book, isn't it? I think I, I <laughs> wow. I, I think I, no, I shouldn't read it, but I, I think I, I mentioned like the time thing. Right. My, my wife doesn't like comics, so I gotta talk to my daughter. My, my, eight, my eight-year-old daughter. I, That's awesome. I talked to my eight-year-old daughter about comics. That's we, we, adorable. Here's the thing. We were that talking, is awesome. We were talking about, because um, there's next month, there's a Walking Dead novel coming out, and The, the Rise of the Governor. Yeah. And, and there is this moment, which I don't want to spoil, where it's, it's kind of like an Easter egg, something that happens in the comic, and then they kind of reference it in the book. I was like... What I read, I was like, "Holy crap, this that's cool!" And then my daughter's like, "What?" And I, so I kind of explained it to her. So we're kind of talking about Walking Dead, even though she doesn't read that. And then she's like, "How do you turn into zombies?" <laughs> I was like, "You know, that's a very good question." After you know, almost ninety issues, we still don't know. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, but anyways, uh, yes. And then I was like, "The statue—that's really William Shakespeare." She's like, "Oh, I thought he looked familiar." Because <laughs> <laughs> I've met him before. Yeah. You know, yeah, she, you know, she, Uncle she knows, Shakespeare. She knows who William Uncle Shakespeare Willie. is. You know, she, so. Um, but what, what I, th- I think I know Sarah and I agree on this surprisingly we agree on something <laughs> is uh, Damien seemed you know Damien's a little jerk we all know yeah. that you know he's and it's part of his charm yeah. he's like evil but, Wesley Crusher but when, when Bruce came back he was like yes sir you know he was like very respectful and you know he's looking up and now he's, he's like just complete like your parents said so what you know he's like <laughs> he's who cares like, sure. it, that's just the whole mode of your existence but <laughs> Get over it, you know. So it's, it's just, it almost was like a bit extreme. And yeah, he's supposed to be a little, little. That's um, familiarity breeds contempt. It does, you know. I guess the more he gets to know him, the more he's like, you're not this legendary Which figure. Is exactly you're just like Twitter that yeah. explains there Tony you know. and Sarah. Heyo. <laughs> but you know, I, I do like the. I think and it's Twitter. interesting that <laughs> yeah that they're going to be working together, and you know how's that going to work? And and I do like you know that again. There's reference to his time with Dick Grayson as Batman. You know, so again. Some stuff that still did happen. We, you know, we. Had I don't. I don't like that. I'll just. I, you brought this up earlier that that like the freaking bat gyropod just gets hijacked. Yeah. Like these people apparently what like they just that, left the keys right? in the ignition or something. Like that shouldn't be allowed to happen. <laughs> like, like there's he's no got button. All this... There's no like ma- but, r- but remote he shutdown. Like some, he's got like a lot of tech like through this whole issue, and Alfred's like on the other side watching this giant computer screen. You would think that there'd be like a like a disable button. Like, right. The car stops now. Right, Alfred. Protocol three six two nine. I thought, yeah. I thought Batman had OnStar. In, in the, those one commercials. I yeah. guess he doesn't. See, there New Fifty Two. You race to OnStar. Um, uh, I. But Damien. I mean, maybe Damien's such a jerk because he's a test tube baby. Well, we don't know that now, and we're we were not we're not supposed to worry about that. We're supposed to wait to see how it unfolds, according what? to Sterling Dean. Wait, yeah. <laughs> we don't know. Maybe, maybe Son of the Demon did happen now, or maybe Grant. Supposedly, Grant Morrison said, "Oh, I forgot about that, so I made up the test tube thing." And Superboy Prime Punch. So now, we, now we don't know. No, that, that's what he 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 said. He that, that was his, that his, way. Oh, joking. Yeah, he was joking, but you know that's yeah. what which is I, I like that he was able to admit. Yeah, whatever. I messed up. Get over it. Oops. Fanboys. You know, <laughs> Batwoman number one. Great. Very surreal. It was yeah. very surreal. Yeah, very uh, like this. So, um, I don't know if we should add Batwoman or Batgirl. Who's, who's, who's the better? Batwoman. 
That's a that better character, have... better book. I mean, what are you asking? Yeah, are... Who, who who would win in a fight? Oh, they're both redheads too. I just realized that's the that. thing. That's like that's <laughs> awkward. You know, like wearing oh, see, wearing, just, wearing the same dress. Which, I thought you meant like which same. book was better. I'm, I'm saying okay, okay, better. no character because here ba- the way I take this now is we have a more experienced ba- like Batwoman has more experience than Batgirl. Does. She's not more just more experienced. She's a lot cooler than Batgirl. She's also really pale. That what was very what, what kind of lines? <laughs> striking that's, to that's me. That's fine. I bet I mean like she is like an albino in this. Yeah, she's very white. It's just so she stands out. No, I know it makes her very striking. There she is. It is very effective. She she looks like. Madman. If, if the rest of the book weren't as surreal, it would stand out a lot more. But the fact is, the book has a very strange aesthetic to it, so mm-hmm. I think it actually does add a stylistic touch. And she has bangs. <laughs> yeah. No, oh, and I, she's I naked love... in half the issue. <laughs> <laughs> she no, that, was, um, that, that was her cousin. No, she's naked in the back half of the issue. Like, there's there's an article online about they like her cousin doesn't have underwear at the start. I wasn't going it, to bring this up, but it is a bit cheesecakey. <laughs> when you yeah, get to the end, she doesn't have underwear. Like. And yeah, they're changing. Right yeah, yeah, they're changing yeah. out of costume, I, and when they change into costume at the front, Bet uh, Betty Kane right. has underwear on, yeah, or doesn't have underwear, and then when she changes back, she has underwear. It's, like it's, I, I don't think that's. I'm not trying to look for. I don't think that's like appropriate. I don't. I don't. I don't or not appropriate. I don't. I don't, side, I don't think boobs not appropriate. I don't think it's necessary. Not not necessarily appropriate. I don't think it's necessary in a comic. But this is in all comics. Like uh, at well, no point teen, can you see. Tea. I'd rather see side boobs than people teen, getting eviscerated. Yeah, I was like <laughs> side boobs a little bit better than someone's head getting cut off. I think that this was a lot more discreet than a lot of like women that we see in full costume, mm-hmm. just because they're not. Well, Stop talking about Star Sapphire that way. <laughs> how, did you, how did you know? But I, 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 I do I thought it was a, a very tasteful way to approach that. Like. Given the scene, given that's the scene that they were writing, I thought it was it was tastefully done. It didn't bother me. I didn't think it was necessary. I didn't think it was needed. It was like, oh, I'm changing. Okay, here's half my boob. I think I think that that half boob is not as bad as Starfire's. As but but so that, that's <laughs> yeah. It's it's just like uh, I mean I'm either gonna punch you or I'm gonna kick you, which is worse. You know, it's it's like. What? <laughs> I, I don't follow that. No, no, I, 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 just, mean, I just don't think I mean, they I think, see why. I didn't like, think it was, it was I, needed. Like, I understand what you're saying, but I think that there's a way to do it in. But why? Well, there's exploitative nudity and then there's nudity. There we go. Uh, yeah. And, and and that was a very honest nude moment. That wasn't. I didn't feel like that was them trying to shove tits in your face saying, hey, get aroused, get aroused, now yeah. buy my book. <laughs> like and that's I mean that's just how it is. Like there for me there there are different types of nudity, and and there it was not necessarily. Well, it's interesting because otherwise Batwoman's costume is actually quite conservative by like yeah. female superhero standards. Sure, she's covered al- almost completely up. Yeah, she doesn't have a short skirt. Hair. She doesn't have cleavage. Like it's. <laughs> you know, and then she Which puts and then she puts Betty thing. Kane in like a jumpsuit, right? Like, and a very conservative like, jumpsuit. Yeah, so like, I, I it's mean, practically like a janitor costume. costume. <laughs> wow. I liked your costume. Red lanterns. To each his own. I think Atrocitus kind of has a new look that I'm not really digging. Atrocitus? 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 Is that what yeah, it I think it's Atrocitus. Okay. Um, I liked his old look a little bit better. What, what, how is it new? Uh, he looks a little bit more human. Maybe it's just Ed. Uh, Ed I, I think they gave him pupils. Take on it. Yeah, like I think it's just he has pupils. But like his his face before. was a bit more elongated in like the War of the Green. They, they gave him eyelids like the Ewoks. <laughs> God. Is that true? I haven't bought I saw the Blu-ray yet. I haven't bought it either. I, I, saw a clip. I just didn't know if it was an official I'm putting clip, my like... money where my mouth is and not buying it. I saw a clip. I will buy it. I just... uh, oh, I ordered it off Amazon yeah. when I was uh, drunk. 
So that's, I don't know if you saw my tweet. Okay, well let know. me give you give, let me give you my reaction. My to that. my no. my my, pro, no. my pro tip tweet: never never look at Amazon when you're drunk. Oh, that's an excellent uh, tweet. Or Steam. Because or... I was like, ah, eh, sure, it's Star Wars. Why not? I'll buy it on Blu-ray. And Actually, then the next morning, I was like, I wonder if I can cancel that. You can. You can. I, you can. I'm gonna buy it anyway. So. Yeah. I mean, no, I'm definitely gonna buy it. It's like I'm gonna wait for him to inevitably release the theatrical cut. He says he's not going to, but come on. This is George Lucas. The man never met a dollar sign he didn't like. Yeah, Except for the holiday special. But he, never actually, but he never actually bothered to release the theatrical cut. It's a really shitty like laser disc print that they've up, up converted. It's, it's not official. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd like a really nice, well done I would too, but I'll take it. Set. Like, I'll take what I can get. <laughs> but, I like yeah. I like my Han shooting first. <laughs> I the way I see it is what like he's always said. It's the use of the word first. Can we stop for a second? Mm-hmm. It's Han shooting first as an idea that I don't like because it implies Greedo actually fires a shot second. Mm-hmm. Han shot like yeah, fair enough. It's it, it, that phrase always bothers me. Anyway, we're getting off on Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, guys, like. like like who shot first, Alexander Hamilton or Aaron Burr? <laughs> actually, Aaron Burr. Uh, actually, Hamilton never actually fired his shot because the trigger, was it was an erratic trigger. And Why it, did he get the erratic one? They were both erratic. Oh. Conspiracy. There, was, there was a special Very trigger erratic. on those guns. Yeah. <laughs> and, I was making and a joke. When, and, when, and when Aaron Burr it hit Hamilton's diaphragm and, diaphragm, uh, and Hamilton's arm shot up into the tree, and then he just like... Are you <laughs> How did we get onto the... Wait a minute. Han Solo. Anyway, Red Lanterns. I I enjoyed it. Yeah. I I, I don't know. So we're we're. It looks like we're going to be getting some human Red Lanterns. I don't know. It's interesting. And then what, it's kind of they're what? kind of like the Ghost Riders of the DCU, apparently. <laughs> I, th- I think, think there's there's vengeance. too much of a connection to Earth. You know, with the whole yeah. Greenland, everything. It's like there's millions of other planets, and and it's almost like look, the Red Lanterns are going to have a new yeah, mission now. Do so you care we'll about see. those millions of other planets? <laughs> if they make me care. Uh, look, all these, uh, every, all these red lanterns are from other planets. <laughs> but isn't it easier when you, well, he's dead. <laughs> Is he still? Uh, isn't he? The universe doesn't revolve around Year the 52. Earth. The comics universe seems to. Suicide Squad. Is, is worse than what we saw in Batwoman, the cover. <laughs> I never said I... Harley's new costume. <laughs> and it's her... her I actually thought that was Duella Dent when I first saw it. Did yeah, anyone else think that? I did too. <laughs> Um, thoughts on the issue? It's um, really, really violent. Is it? I it's obscenely. I think violent. It's, it's 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 interesting. It, it's it's um, new reader friendly. You know, you have who are these characters? You know, but you're you're getting introduced to the team. Is it the first Teen Plus one? No, Red Lanterns is Teen Plus two. Yeah, I think actually Deathstroke is as well. No, I don't think. No, I don't think so. I think it's it? T for T. Wow, that is shocking. No, no, t- no it is T, t-, t-, t- plus. Okay. okay, I totally missed that. It must have been. <laughs> So I Suicide Squad was was good. It was, it's a it's I don't know I don't know how I feel about this team like in, you know missions are going on and stuff like that. But I'm, I'm curious to see. It's where, a cool dynamic. I actually kind of like seeing Harley Quinn without the Joker or Poison Ivy or clothes. <laughs> well, that's yeah, another that's topic weird. for another time. Just making a statement, I guess. I don't know. I do like that whenever the statement. I, lo- I love whenever the Suicide Squad or the Secret Six. Or I couldn't get... afford any more fabric. <laughs> It's a, actually a little bit more like the costume she wears in Arkham City, which I wonder if that's intentional. Uh, the costume in Arkham City is is more clothes, more clothing. Really? Yeah. yeah wow. Like there, there are online articles like comparing the two, <laughs> just because someone said that and they compare them. When you're out slutting video games, that's <laughs> out slutting. That's right. Jeez. I said it. 
<laughs> so you're saying just because someone never mind. <laughs> uh, it's Amazing Spider-Man six sixty nine, Spider Island. Liked it an awful lot. Um, is this it's a just, shark with underpants? Yeah, it's just, it is. <laughs> to cover up his shark fins. I think I played bass for shark with underpants in high school. Anyway, sorry, Tony. So the, the the funny thing is, you know, everyone's getting spider powers except Mary Jane. Mary Jane. And she's like, are you serious? It's like, but. I wonder if that has anything to do with the whole Spider-Man reign revelation. No, um, <laughs> if, if you've seen the covers of the next, you know what's going to happen to Mary Jane in terms of... I haven't. Oh, well, then I won't spoil it for you. But the last dance with Mary Jane. Images are out there. One more time to kill the penguin. I'm sorry. This Harley Quinn costume is really bugging me. (laughs) Like, I didn't realize how, like, weird it was before. But it's it's just a corset and underwear. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hot pants, aren't they? No. I don't think so, actually. They're just underwear. Sarah's right. (laughs) People people dress like that. (laughs) What? Hookers? Like, who dresses like that? Nobody. Unless you're standing on a corner in the Tenderloin, you don't dress like that. Super villains? <laughs> so, uh, Amazing Spider-Man, Spider-Island. I liked it. I liked it. It wasn't my favorite of this, this story. It's adventure you know? I, I like this. I like that Amazing Spider-Man is kind of and poor still shocker. adventure-y. Daredevil. Amazing. Number three. Right. I just, love, love the art, love the colors. Just brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually, I love this this panel right here where it's kind of like a flashback. You know, seeing Claw and it's just Kirby, so oh, classic. I loved it. So it's mm-hmm. just uh. the colors. The colors really add to that scene too. Mm-hmm. It's like it it's a great really, cover. It too. Really pops like in like the yeah. Can I see that? The panels that look like Kirby. It's awesome. an amazingly good cover. <laughs> the, the issue's a little bent from yeah. Griff, yeah you Griff. know, you know why the colors pop. Because there's no modeling. The only modeling's on like the the background and like the energy stuff, but like it, they're, they're flat colors. Interesting compared to the rest of it, oh, where they yeah, model muscles yeah. and which is so it stands so, out. Yeah, but, but it's so it, it, it looks like that panel. It, it looks like old artwork because mm-hmm. that's you know. And when Marvel do their they they recolor all their reprints and they color them flat like this instead of the dot matrix coloring um, that they used to use. That's kind of like Laura Allred because like Mike Allred's art is very like retro looking and, and yeah her colors are amazing so, good stuff grifter number one did not feel like a, a dc comic to me what did it feel like like a wildstorm comic there's there's like no reference that, unless i missed it there's like nothing dc which, which again is fine but we're supposed to be in the dc universe what's going on you can't see that at home Oh, I, it is. Uh, somebody gets a something uh, horrifying uh, happens. An ice, ice pick to the eye. Yeah, yeah there's, there's a lot, lot of plain violence action. In Said it. Issues. Ready T for teen. <laughs> well, that's because there's no blood. And, and Grifter shouts, "You son of a bitch!" <laughs> on page four. Um, my, my one, I think my one real issue is this: where he jumps out of a plane and <laughs> lands in water, and it's it's totally fine. <laughs> I just I don't know the issue seemed the issue was really confusing. I I, I, I like Grifter. I really want to like this book. I, I, it was okay. I think Grifter has a neat look, but yeah, I don't. I didn't understand like hardly anything that was happening in this issue. And you know, and yeah, that's. I mean, it's just issue one. You know, we got to you know read them all together, which we don't have the, the luxury until it's collected in trade. Of course. So it's it's gonna pick up. I mean, it's setting things up. But, but you should still, like, you can't just ask, like, 20 questions in your first issue uh, and then basically have no answers. I mean, I, I, I'll admit, I wanted more, and 
that should be a good thing. You know, I, I care about the character, so. I, I should just say, Cafu's one of my favorite artists. I See, I like that. I loved all of the lines and speed lines and just the texture and the hair and his, you know, his facial hair. and Such a great artist. Yeah, so I, 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 I did like that. So, New Avengers, number 16. Daredevil. Daredevil on the team. I don't know how I feel about Daredevil on, on the Avengers. Well, it's going to stick, so. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, it's interesting that... All, after all these years, you know, he's never been part of it, and now he is, which, you know, it's going to create a new dynamic. You know, it's going to change his character. It's just like you never thought Spider-Man would be on Avengers, even though he joined for two issues before. And then, you know, so it's 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 nice that they're not just sticking with the status quo. It's like, you know, Daredevil's always going to be a loner. He's always going to be doing this. So it's, I'm curious where, where it's going to go, what they're going to, uh, and, and who is he going to hook up with first is, is the big question. Daredevil? Yeah. And then are they going to die? <laughs> What are you trying to say? That all his girlfriends get killed. Karen Page, Electra, but Electra came back and. and uh, it, oh, it, me it, is me. His wife's alive. Yeah, but she, she, she went like crazy in and, and oh, divorced him and. Yeah. Yeah. She went crazy. All that fear gas. <laughs> yeah, so, she I was had, almost killed. I had fear gas once. It's not pleasant. <laughs> Ghost Rider number three. Oh come on, that was a great <laughs> joke. Ghost Rider number three. Ghost Rider number three. Uh, it's good. I um, read it. It's interesting. I kind of I like what they're going where they're going with the character. I don't like that they do seem to be putting Johnny Blaze back in the driver's seat slowly but surely. I was kind of hoping this new lady Ghost Rider would stick around for a while. Um, I don't know. Uh, hopefully, many, I'm wrong. How many uh, female uh, uh, titles does, does Marvel have? <laughs> At this point, Ghost Rider. X twenty three. X twenty three. Yeah. Well, Spider Girl. Spider Girl is canceled. But she's got Spider. No, there's Spider Girl, Spider Island, which is a mini series. Doesn't count. Is Spider Woman still ongoing? Ongoing. No. Female driven. So two at this point. (laughs) It's X twenty three in this. (laughs) But this is changing. It it seems to be. I could be wrong, and I kind of hope that I am. Uh, There's a dapper English zombie butler, which I really enjoy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) X Men Legacy. Um, so we were, this is bringing back Polaris, Havoc, and, and Rachel Summers. Yay! So, They're three of my favorite characters and, in the X-Verse. Yeah, so, and Rogue's like kicking butt in here, which is kind of funny. You know, she's challenges the Shi'ar dude to this, you know, you know, leadership, and so it was, it was pretty cool. I nearly got a Havoc tattoo once. Like, what would it have Like on your chest? Concentric circles. circles. Oh, nice. Yeah. You wouldn't have regretted that. No, not, not in any way. <laughs> Legion Lost. So, um, is that the lost logo from the show? Uh, no, the lost logo is just flat letters. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so these are there, there's gonna be two two Legion books, and these guys are gonna be trapped in the present, mm-hmm. and then the other one is gonna be in the future. And I just I have issues with the Legion of Superheroes. I think because as an idea, no, I mean I I've, I've read a few. I, it's like I, I I've read quite a few issues, but I feel like I don't really know them because we've had like the different continuities. So it's like you know what has sticked, what you know I don't I don't know who these characters are when we've seen different versions and trying to keep track because there's so many of them and I don't know. But I you know I'm gonna see what happens. I I like what what when Jeff Johns brought him back like in Action Comics and all that stuff and you know tying all that together and so I was like sick yeah and then. With um, Starman, you know, being part of the Justice Society, so I, that was all cool, and then that's all not happened, and so we'll see. Does Magneto always have his underwear on the outside? Yes. Really? Where else do we have it? Most of the time, yeah. 
What else would he have on the inside? <laughs> Who does that? Uh, that Legion lost Pete Woods. I, Pete Woods, I f- love Pete Woods. Any chance I, I get to see Pete Woods on a book, I'm I'm pretty happy. <laughs> Don't cough at me. <laughs> um, Black Panther. I love Francis- Francesco Francavilla. I don't really like this American Panther storyline so much. The hate monger and I like hate monger just for how like obvious of a villain he is. I don't know. Okay, and then just going through he's the rest. A purple Fra- Francesco Francavilla. He's awesome. I, I completely agree. Like brilliant, brilliant artist. Yeah, I mean at that right now. I mean, I I've been. I, I would kill to work with him on something. I've been digging the so Black Panther, Man Without Fear storyline, everything, but this hate monger stuff. I'm just waiting for this American Panther to be over. Yeah. Let's move on to the next one. Oh, this book rocks. Uh, severed. Scott Snyder, Scott Tuft. I mean, they're writing a really nice American horror horror comic. Yeah, with with the Which creepy. Is so salesman. weird. He's like the nicest guy, but he writes some creepy stuff. Sure, and that's, that's sure. why I asked both of them. It's like, cause, you know, Scott's a nice guy. Did it's you like, ask them, are you secretly serial killers? Because you're such a <laughs> nice fellow. Because I, 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 I just asked the two of them a few questions, you know, to help push the book. You know, people they're probably missing it because you know, image is great. They put out a lot of good books, but people don't always hear about you know they yeah. don't get the pushes is the big two and so it's like i i said it's like i know you know scott snyder is a nice guy he's like what about scott tough you know it's like where do you get how you know these nice guys come up with all these dark and creepy stories yeah, yeah. it's probably how they exercise their demons it's why they're nice guys because yeah. they write creepy things so uh, it's, it's it's great. That's all I say. So issue one, I believe, was reprinted. There's a second printing that came out this week too. So you can pick up issues one and two. And we have American Vampire Survival of the Fittest. I love American Vampire. This is a mini series with Sean Murphy, amazing art. And what I I, I like that this this is really opening like up. Sean Murphy it's really opening yeah, up the too. world of vampires because you know we got the American vampires, which is a new breed of vampires. And then they talk about you know Egyptian vampires, it's just like they have just German vampires, all this stuff. just just crazy. <laughs> Nazi and, vampires. And then I think before we move what on, Fear itself, the Monkey King. <laughs> of course, <laughs> I wanted to read. I was I was actually I planned on reviewing this. I didn't get to it. <laughs> I was like the Monkey King. It's a one shot. And, so. and we got a bunch. Of, yeah, we got to move on. We got all these other books. Here. A lot of great comics are coming out though. Is yes. Um, so just getting into some of the news of the week. So. Um, Batgirl and Action Comics getting third printings, so people, people, congrats. Are what I'm curious, so, so when they're talking about all this, all the sales, where do like digital sales factor into that? Because I, I thought I saw somewhere where they said that they're not going to be able to get like the actual digital numbers, or those numbers or, or, won't be released publicly, or they won't release them. They, they, uh, they, they can get them, but they just they don't want to release them. Uh, I, I, digital I, numbers, not the for some digital numbers yeah. aren't coming out though, like, yeah. so I, I don't um, and they don't figure into those like ICV two diamond sales at all. So you know, I, I don't know that we'll ever see what numbers are what they are. Although Marvel released a press release today saying that uh, Ultimate Spider Man is the the biggest first day release digital selling comic or something like that. That book's gotten a ton of mainstream coverage. <laughs> Both positive and negative. <laughs> um, yeah, so Batgirl and Action Comics are coming out on October 12th. So and and congrats with, to those teams with, with for, for doing yeah. mm-hmm. third printings. Like, that's pretty monstrous. Um, have you guys seen the, the Justice League commercial on TV? Yeah. I saw it only on BBC America. Uh, yeah, I was watching Hell's Kitchen on BBC yes. America. See, which I is saw. weird, because I, I saw it during Top Gear. It's, it's like, my wife's like, that's kind of weird, because 
she I didn't tell her that they're doing DC commercials because she doesn't want to hear that. And yeah. So and I was like, so what do you think? Wow, what, I feel what, like your wife really doesn't condone your lifestyle <laughs> based it's, on this conversation. No, it's because it's because she's she's put up with it for so long. <laughs> you know, so and and now the fact that I make my living, I was gonna say, isn't it your job? Like, so, so now it's, it's just kind of like like see, this is I've been preparing my whole life. That's why I've been reading comics to pay our bills. And she's like, okay. <laughs> So yes, we've only seen it on BBC America. I think it ran during Doctor Who the other night too. I mean, it, it's, well, that's it's, a good overlap. No, the problem with, with the commercial, my my, I, I think it's great. I do think they need to have them on, you know, in, in theaters. Warner Brothers released a movie, put, put something up, you know. I don't think the, the commercial trailer. is good enough. Well, that, no, no, that's another issue which I'll get to. You know, or DVD. You know, if Green Lantern comes out on, on Blu-ray DVD. Put something at the beginning. It was great on Green Lantern movie. At the end of the credits, they, they had, had the, they had the little ad. Yeah. Go to your bookstore and buy these, you know, trades. Mm-hmm. They have nothing to do with the movie, and you're not going to understand the continuity because you know. But yeah. Secret Origins pretty clean. Well, yeah, but not like Blackest Night. Did they? I think they also or Sinestro Wars. I mean, but anyways, I, I think that's great. They they need clean. to do that, and they they should do that. It's like they're all and Marvel should do the same thing. You know, Thor's out on, on Blu-ray. Put tell let people know. Yes, there's a comic because a lot of people don't realize. Like there's still like when I take a cab to the comic store and I, I'm, I'm like yeah you know co- new comics come out every Wednesday they're like really <laughs> you know the half of these cab drivers that understand me <laughs> what were you saying about stereotyping I was say. And, you know no I I, I I have some interesting conversation with cab drivers and it's it's great you know because and they're una- the, the point is they're they're unaware that comics are still coming out so I well, think they need to get they'll see the ads out. but the, that that ad. Like, I asked my wife, I was like, what does that tell you? And it didn't really, even though it's like showing all the covers and stuff like that, it, it doesn't really explain. It doesn't what's, tell what's going you, on. it doesn't tell you that these are new comics. And it doesn't tell you, and you can just jump in and start you, reading and understand what's going on. It doesn't tell you that either. And it, I don't think it even really tells you that it's like a comic book ad. Yeah. It's great. And an ad is supposed to tell you those things. Like, if you're trying to sell something, then you actually have to sell it in a commercial. Like you're going to pay all this money to put a commercial on TV. You should. Yeah. So I, I mean, it, it's it's a great idea. I'm just, glad you're doing it. But I mean, even, it's pretty. You know, it's kind of like motion comics. It's cool, but it doesn't it doesn't explain what's going on. So that's. Uh, and even like like Marvel, Marvel, forever, Marvel puts out a lot of comic trailers. And, and you know. They should do the same thing. They should put those trailers out there. Did you ever? Did you watch those GI Joe comic ads that that somebody dug up and put on YouTube? I remembered some of them when they. That, that's when I. It's it's cool to watch them though, because because yeah. I, I remember watching when I was a kid and and like seeing how they how effectively that animation sells that comic mm-hmm. is really cool. That was. Yeah. Um, the, I read another article recently about how Star Wars saved Marvel comics in the seventies mm. with, with their sales. That I, I don't remember some website that ran that. Um, but they they interviewed uh, Shooter. They had quotes from Shooter, Jim Shooter, uh, who was editor in chief at that point, and and he was like, "Yeah, I didn't want to do the Star Wars comics, but you know, honestly, doing them saved Marvel because we sold millions of copies of those those comics." And there's a comic where Spider Man and Doctor Doom are having a lightsaber battle. What? Okay, <laughs> it's, it's it's a very interesting issue. And there's a ship that looks just like the Millennium Falcon. And anyways, we can talk about that later. Cable is returning, so we knew that he's. What? He's gonna be pissed off Five. at the Avengers extinction. So prepare for that. Jeff Loeb, Ed McGinnis. Yes, it'll I be it's, it's it, it'll be big and fun, and <laughs> it, it'll it'll be what Jeff Loeb and Ed McGinnis do best. Yeah, Red Hulk. 
Um, I guess there's a. I haven't seen a TV trailer for the Earth's Mightiest Avengers cartoon that you're saying Red Hulk's gonna be making, gonna be coming into the animated cool. universe. So, so that's interesting. Um, I'm just gonna try to zip through Reams the news. Through. Um, J.J. Abrams finally committed to Star Trek to the director because he always said he needed to see a script. So that's good. Um, hopefully, so maybe it's positive. Maybe we can get that movie in the next decade. Well, they're supposed to start shooting this winter. So we'll, awesome. We'll see. I, I forget if they had stoked because they. I think they pushed back the release date and then they gave it to G.I. Joe two and then. Mm-hmm. So I, I yeah, I feel like Zachary Quinto needs to do something with his free time. Right. Yeah. I feel like Zoe Saldana needs another positive role. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> there's some images released of the Daily Planet for the Man of Steel movie. Interior images, though, right? Like not. Well, they, they kind of showed a globe. Actually, I don't know if the globe was on the outside or like in the lobby or something. I think, like I think it's in the lobby. I think yeah. I think it's an interior. And then there's shot. like some tiny shots where you can see like supposedly Clark and Harry like out walking in the street, but you can't really make them out. I did. Yeah, yeah. Because Lawrence Fishburne, like yeah. I saw a shot of him as Perry White. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man. So um, Reese Ifans said that the lizard's gonna be over nine feet tall. That's tall. And, and he's okay. gonna be, he's gonna be human <laughs> most of the time in the movie, I guess. So, but we will see the lizard in there. X-Men 4 is not happening anytime soon. They said they don't want to saturate the market. Like, really? You don't want to make more money? But I mean, that's good if they're not just going to try to crank out another X-Men movie. Although I did read today that um, James Martin, he's like, yeah, I want to go back to Cyclops. I would watch a Cyclops Origins movie. But but not with James Martin. Why not? He's getting older. No? He's going to be a kid again. So do a half in flashback. Do like Wolverine origins? Make it the B plot, <laughs> and, and you notice flashback. that the Wolverine they're, they're taking the whole origins. They they admit it's like, it's like we messed up. We're bad taste in your mouth. We're not gonna have X Men origins attached to the title. <laughs> um, Dark Knight Rises. Uh, Morgan Freeman was asked if he's done stepping in front of the cameras for a third Bat movie, and he said no. And that's all I'm gonna say about it. I don't know what he meant by that. There's probably going to be a fourth Batman movie. Either that or, or no, I'm doing more filming next week. Mm. But he was just very... Cryptic. Yeah. I mean, either way, if like this movie is going to easily break a billion, so there will probably be a fourth Batman movie, whether or no, not... No, I disagree. <laughs> really? Yeah. Whether or not Christopher Nolan is attached to it is the question, but uh, I... It doesn't I, matter. Christian Bale won't come back without Christopher Nolan. Then they just get a whole new cast, like... Yep. I, don't think that, I don't think Warner Brothers would do that. Reboot no, the they Batman. Just it. They did with Spider-Man. Come on, Sarah. <laughs> Um, Bruce Campbell is living in a fantasy. You are. <laughs> Bruce Campbell said about the Evil Dead, it's it's a remake, not a sequel. They'll be shooting early 2012. Is he cameoing in that? Um, he's supposed to be in there, but they said that there's no Ash character currently. Weird. Ash? Like Pokemon? Just kidding. <laughs> Next. <laughs> Speaking of Twitter feeds that are worth following, Bruce Campbell's. Groovy Bruce. Yes. Yeah. He is. He's awesome. Um, I John, liked Ash. I just hated Misty. Saucy little minx. John Rosam left Static Shock. So, um, and he, he came out and said that he resigned. You know, he wasn't fired and anything like that. And he said, I plan to continue working for DC in the future and developing new projects. So it's like. To, to make a bad pun, I, I found that to be Static Shocking news. <laughs> I've been waiting all day to make that joke. That was the Comic Vine podcast. Uh, no, I, 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 I was shocked. I, I legitimately was shocked by him leaving. Yeah, it's, so, it's weird, and I'm sure there's a reason, whatever. And, and I said on Twitter, like, I, I'm sad to see him go. Like, Zombie was a great, great series, and, and he's, a, he's a great writer, and, and I, I look forward to what he's doing next. Uh, Eric Powell released, or they officially released a Goon animated test footage. So they showed it at San Diego, I think it was last year or something like that. So they, they released a little clip. Clancy Brown... 
as Goon. Perfect. Yeah. And yeah. Paul, Paul Giamatti as Frankie. Although they said that the, the footage is not indicative of the final product. So it doesn't necessarily mean that those guys will be attached to it because obviously we have scheduling and all that. But I guess they're looking for funding. So hopefully, I'd, I'd love to see a CG. Kickstarter? Could I, you know, I don't know. Kickstarter does something. Um, speaking of Doctor Who, you brought it up. John Barrowman says he wants to see a female Doctor Who. Hasn't that been I like a I think John Barrowman wants to see a lot of things. But then he's, he's like, put me in a dress, I'll play a female Doctor Who. <laughs> that sounds like his quote. Um, I do think that they need to be more racially diverse. They, they talked about it before, I think it was Matt Smith. There's this one actor um, who Colin appeared. Salmon. With it, and, and they're like, you know, he could be the first black Doctor Who. And, and yeah. I, I, I don't see, you know, why is Doctor Who always English? You know, yeah, it's a BBC, but let, let's mix it up a little bit. And I would have no problem with that. So, why, but, why is he always English? Yeah. Like, why is he always, okay. Why, what else would he be? Because it's an English be show. French? I mean, yeah. <laughs> why not? American? Or white, or not white. Asian? <laughs> okay. Who's, who's racist now? Sterling? <laughs> the British people sure do love their British icon, Doctor Who. And if you make him French, I'm sure the British people that produce that show will be very British pissed. But it's so <laughs> over it. But uh, I, I don't. Especially French. I don't. Especially, think but like no, pissed in British means speak, drunk, means right? Drunk, so they'll so. be cross. They'll be very cross. <laughs> I don't. I don't think. Not that I have anything against female. I don't think him turning gender because you know there are female female time lords because you had Romana in mm-hmm. what 70s, 80s. So there are females out there. I don't, the doctor turning female, I don't know. That would just be weird, even though I we're talking. Someone genders, get Gary Whitta in the gender get switch, in on this. The gender <laughs> switches would be weird. Um, scientists discovered a tattoo. Well, let, let, let's let time out. Let, let's rewind this. Like, if there was a female Time Lord who turned male, would that? I think that would be weird as well. I think they, even though they're a different race and gender, maybe a different, you know, may have different bits down there mm. i just i just i think that they're they're separate they're, they're similar enough to human genders that for them to switch like that just because their body i, I don't think it works that way that's from the years of oh, i mean they've been switching i don't actors. know how I don't doctor see. who works because i've never watched it he's but a, is it he's, like is he's it an like, alien and when he gets mortally wounded he changes like he changes he his body he so, regenerates it's basically how so they it's justify like, having it's different like he's actors. reincarnated over and over yeah essentially yeah. but you see him but it's also completely different actors is the thing that's fine. Yeah. So if it's like if he can change people, why can't he change genders? Because he's 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 a dude. He's always been a dude, and his body's changing, but it's not changing. He's so like so it's if, not if like we his think of like chromosomes, no, you know, he's his, still the same his, guy, if he has X Y chromosomes, whatever, it's not like those are going to be changing. It's just his, his okay. physical appearance. Changing. Like Doctor Who fans two right hearts now, like they're they're cringing at, at you saying X Y chromosomes. I'm just an example. Like, yeah, he's got the Time Lord know, genetic whatever. Pattern, the, like, the I don't know the, the, the well, but like the, I mean the Gallifreyan alphabet. He says like, you know he says it's a dodgy process. He could have two heads. He could have no head. I mean, it, it, I was going to say on the other side of the equation, like compare the current Doctor to like Tom Baker, and they like if you can change that radically, like then what is to stop him from Patrick Trump being a lady or yeah. I mean, I, I think it, I honestly, if they change him into a woman, I'd be pretty jazzed about it. It would be very different, a, a much different show. A female doctor and a male companion would be a, such a different dynamic. They should just bring Romana. I mean, there was like the rumor that that she was going to somehow come back. Sure, she's, she's still in eSpace or whatever. Yeah, so bring her back. I'd I'd love to see that. Um, there there is a scientist discovered a Tatooine like planet. I don't know if you guys heard about that. 
I don't know, but I just is heard it, somebody blowing their nose out there. I was super um, loud. So, so they, they discovered a planet that is, is in a galaxy far, far away. That is <laughs> is revolving, rotating around two suns. Wow, that's cool. Is it so, like a desert or? No, it's a gaseous planet, oh. so no life probably. Too bad. <laughs> Damn. But they're they're very excited about that. It's called Kepler sixteen B. Why didn't they just call it Tatooine? Just rename it. Yeah. And, and it's only sixteen light, or it's two hundred light years away. Can't oh, wait to it? go there on vacay. Yeah. Start booking your trip. <laughs> um, speaking of the, the, the commercials, Tom oh. Tom Rivert was was asked on his force form spring if Marvel planned on to do any commercials. And he has my favorite sport form spring. He said, "No, not I really." Go there for laughs. <laughs> Television advertising isn't very effective in selling comics, as everybody that's tried it has figured out for a variety of reasons. Ooh. That was his response. Who else has tried it? Don't know. DC, I guess. Marvel, Marvel did. Marvel did it in the eighties, but that was like nineteen eighty-two. And it so sold comics. It sold me on the GI Joe book in the yeah. early eighties. But so he says, no, they're not doing it. But who? Yeah. I, I, I'd be interested in seeing and someone asking a follow-up question, like, can can you give examples? Because I don't know of any. Uh, yeah, because I don't think Image. He's very good at giving examples of things. But again, going back to the thing, it's like Marvel should should put trailer, you know, attached to the movies, and you know, do something. It's like, I don't know. Um, there's talk Sorry, of, just a, kidding. of a spe- yeah, Spectre, JK. Spectre TV yeah. show <laughs> on Fox. Yeah, it's Inspector. So that would be Inspector Gadget. Inspector Spectre. Spectre. Inspector Spectre. 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 Oh, DC Comics. Jim, Jim Corrigan. <laughs> oh, that's exciting. So it's gonna be um, done by Brandon Camp, who did John Doe. I love that show. I did too, and I was pissed off when they cancel it, and we got the explanation, like the whole secret, and that was I didn't like it. So maybe it was good that it ended the way it did. I so would, would it be Christmas? It. Sorry, Season I wasn't two. listening. Was it going to be Christmas Allen as the Specter? I, 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 I don't think they said. I don't think they said. Okay. But I was thinking Jim. That would be awesome. I, I don't know. We'll see. I think that would be um, great. We saw the image about Batgirl in Birds, Birds of Prey number Prey. four, and apparently Gail Simone was not very happy about that. She said she didn't know. I had no idea this was happening, mm. but I want to know is why is her costume look more like spoilers Batgirl costume with the purple on the side? Because it's not like that in Batgirl number one. Dun dun dun. <laughs> and finally, Fox is considering doing an all Simpsons channel. What? What, <laughs> You're gonna have a, what does that mean? I get like that they all, have like twenty three years of history to draw. They, 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 they're they're close to five hundred episodes. So it would is just gonna be, be like peanuts where Simpsons it's just constantly all, all day twenty four seven. And then they can it would be very smart if they got the ads, uh whatever companies run ads on that network to do their ads in Simpsons style. <laughs> they but if this happens it wouldn't be for several years. Part of it is they have all all the syndication episodes. deals that they have right now. Yeah. The, the what the, some did they did a breakdown. If you took the whatever almost near five hundred episodes they have at twenty two minutes and if you include commercials in there, it would be like eleven days until you'd have a, a repeat. That's well, not very long at all. Yeah. I don't know if they know that. <laughs> but then they just, but like eleven. Who's gonna be watching it twenty four seven? That's you know? true, I guess. And you got five hundred episodes. It's like you can. I guess. Sure, I, I, I'm not order, saying but... I love The Simpsons. Still, you know, I'm a season behind. Yeah, on my DVR. I like The Simpsons. I just don't know that I need a station playing them twenty four seven. It's like anytime you want, and you're, you're you're instead of drunkenly going on Amazon, you can drunkenly watch The Simpsons. <laughs> true. It's a lot safer. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> you're spending less money. May, well, but I gotta subscribe to the channel, so maybe I'm not. Well, unless it's and Star Wars is a one-time cost that's hours of fun. Simpsons is a month channel is a monthly cost on my cable. Unless it's bill. part of your basic cable package. 
which it might not be. I probably I, I can't imagine a specialized channel like the Simpsons channel being your basic. So people cable. have you subscribe to the Simpsons channel? I would subscribe you to Star Wars channel. Le- eleven <laughs> days of content. So it's like you only subscribe for eleven days and then you cancel your. Yeah, you know, I might actually subscribe to a Simpsons channel now that I'm really thinking about it. Like just the ability to just click to a channel and watch an episode of the Simpsons. I wish I could watch Boomerang. I do too. Mm. And on that note. Wow! What a, like everyone looks really sad in this room. Do you not get you don't no, get boomerang? You don't get boomerang out here. Oh, that's you, a bummer. You, my my dad gets out. You know what I get Chicago. though instead? Like twenty Chinese channels. <laughs> you do live in San Francisco. Someone explain. Yeah. What do you have against the Chinese, sir? Nothing. I just don't understand it, so I can't. Well, it's watch a different it. language. That's what. Yeah. So the only TV I have, I don't understand. Okay. We're all about so, to die from heat exhaustion. So yeah, this room we are. is incredibly So let us know if there are toasty. channels that you wish you understood. And catch us <laughs> next week on the Comic Vine podcast. Thanks a lot for coming and strolling hey, and thanks, doing this for like for three hours. It was, it, it was a lot of fun. And then, thanks for so. making this an explicit edition. Yeah. Just, you can Super bleep that out. That no, would involve, we're not going to go back and edit editing. like three okay. hours. Sorry, kids. Sorry. All right, guys. Thanks a lot for listening. And we hope you enjoyed the Comic Vine podcast. Remember, half the stuff that we say, we don't actually mean. What? At Except least, for Corey. At least, the things, <laughs> at least the things that I say. Yeah. Oh, and I just want to make a note that um, it's really warm in we here. will be having an update for uh, subscriber content since we are, we're right. changing the format of the weekly happy hour show. So um, probably Monday I'll, I'll put something out so you can find out like what, what you're going to be getting and what other people are not going to get. Yeah, and I and I want to while we're plugging, I I'd like for people to check out Captain Victory next month and 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 Hawk and, uh, Dove. And, Hawk and Dove. Um, I'm doing a couple other projects. Should we? Nah, fuck it. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, well, I'm, I'm working on some other like anthology stuff um, here and there, and and those come out in October and November. Such as, for example, and you're the one that says I gotta leave. So um, <laughs> well, I, I'm I'm taking part in that Smiths anthology, mm-hmm. the Unite and Take Over Kickstarter Smiths anthology oh, cool. stories based on the music of the Smiths. Um, I'm doing a story based on the song William. It was really nothing. Oh yeah. Um, and then I'm in a, a, the the Bendis message boards guys put together a comics company called Greyhaven Comics, and I'm doing um, they're in October. They're doing a horror comic anthology. Uh, it's called The Gathering, um, and I have a story in that uh, drawn by a very talented Australian woman named Cassandra James. So self plug, cool. shameless very plug. Nice. There so you go. Look for it. You don't. You don't have Catch like a, a web website blog. Just your Twitter. I don't have a website blog. Okay, follow you on currently. You can, follow Sterling. You can on follow Twitter. me on Twitter. Sterling. Sterling Gates. Uh, all one word. Um, no capitals. I will have. I, I've been working towards a website to answer you. So there will be some announcements to be made at some point. Or you can just make them on Comic Vine. Or I can make Comic Vine my website. Uh, can you rename it Sterling Gates's <laughs> Comic Vine? Sterling Gates we'll presents Comic Vine. Sterling Gates presents <laughs> that, that Comic Vine. That domain name might be taken, so we'll, we'll have to I get our lawyers that, on that. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you guys for having me. It was, it was a lot of fun. Thanks for coming in, and thanks for listening, guys. Tune in next Friday for another edition of the Comic Vine podcast. Woo. This has been the show. Have a great weekend. Right. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thank you.